You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we come to you today for a very special episode, our first episode for Australian Survivor All-Stars. Can you believe we are already here talking about Australian Survivor once more? It's a big year for Australian Survivor, two seasons, and kicking it off. Big way with All-Stars. The very first time we've had a full returning player season in the long-storied history of Australian Survivor. There's plenty to talk about here as we bring you a preview episode. We're going to look at all of the cast members, even the ones that haven't officially been confirmed. Little Birdie might have helped us out there with some of these names. And what better way to do this than actually be joined by a man who has played the game. He may have only lasted two days, but that's still two more days than I've ever played Australian Survivor. So I'm calling him an expert. He is also one half of a very successful and very intelligent podcast that we may also mention a couple of times in this episode. I do, of course, speak of Mr. Matt Dyson. Matt, welcome back to the Oz Network. Ben, thank you for having me. It's uh, It's been a while since I've been on the Oz Network, so it's always a Pleasure to uh, swap over podcasts and um, talk some some new Australian Survivor, especially this All-Stars. We've got a great season coming up, no doubt. So much to talk about and uh, can't wait just to get in there and uh, start talking about it. You've cracked the big time now. You, you're, a, you're a podcast host yourself now. You don't need to slum it out with this little show anymore, do you? Well, you know, it's, like I said, the, you know, the Oz Network's been around for a long time, so if I've got to, you know, be a bit of a podcast whore and uh jump between two uh you know i'll do it but no seriously ben it's um yeah it's it's it's, it's going to be a great season i mean all stars i've said it to you before who would have ever thought five years ago we'd be ready to talk about australian survivor all stars in 2020 i sure as hell didn't and uh i'd be surprised if anyone else did five years ago so to be sitting here now mate talking about all stars I would much rather be on it, but uh, you normally have to last a little bit more than two days to uh, get on an All-Stars, which is fair enough. At least like 18 days, right? Um, isn't that the... <laughs> no, 11 days oh, 11 is the days. shortest. Right, um, there you go. But yeah, no, um, it is a, a fantastic point you make because, yeah, five years ago, no one would have even believed you at all. You would have had been laughed in your face because let's think about 2015 in Australian Survivor. We'd had two versions, both had generally perceived as being failures and I don't think it was even on the cards that we were even going to ever see this again and fast forward half a decade later and we're in the process of really peak Australian Survivor there is no doubting that Australian Survivor has never been as big as it is right now clearly we're seeing an all-star season and we will see another season later this year so it's great like I I may have not been exactly incredibly positive about the Channel 10 version over the years. Um, not so much as everyone else is, and we can short out talk about that in this episode, but I, I, I can't deny that this is fantastic as an Australian Survivor fan that we have our own local version that is doing fantastic, and it's really um, a great time to be a, an Australian Survivor fan, uh, whether you like the Australian one or the US one or the South African one or, I don't know, the, whatever versions are still going out there. Well, I think it's just a great time to be a Survivor fan in general, isn't it? You've got Winners at War coming up. I mean, what, that's a week after this, the start of All-Stars. You've got the ASA podcast archiving the history. I've heard about of that. Australian Sur- <laughs> archiving the history of Australian Survivor. You've got, uh, I mean, no, there's just so much Survivor and good quality Survivor too. That's the best thing. So you definitely, um, if you're a Survivor fan, and you obviously are if you're listening to this episode right now, um, 
you've got enough, let's say, to keep you busy every week for the next uh, next good few months. Now, I just want to reiterate a couple of things before we get into kind of going over the cast list. We realise at the time, uh, at least of recording this and releasing this, because we're kind of going to probably do it within 24 hours of the same uh Thing going, I think I'm making sense. Apparently so. Um, that at least at the time of recording this, I could edit this out, Matt, but I don't. Clearly, um, the he does. <laughs> I'm just one of those guys. No one really listens to this anyway. Um, we have only a partial official list at the time of recording this. So I believe 16 have officially been announced by Channel 10, but we of course are going to be talking about 24 players now. Basically. For those who aren't really familiar with how we would know that, there, there has been a long you know, list that has been out there for quite some time, basically the official list. And before that, there was about 30 different versions of lists of so-called you know, players that are out there. But we are going to be basing the other eight players that haven't been officially announced off the list that was uh, put out a couple of, or a couple of weeks ago, really now, by uh, the website InsideSurvivor.com. If people aren't familiar with InsideSurvivor.com, it is essentially a website that uh, really does get their spoilers spot on when it comes to cast lists. I don't think they've ever been wrong. So uh, we're going off this list. And this is a pretty well-circulated list by now. So um, unless all of a sudden we get an official list in like the next 48 hours and Matt Dyson actually is on it and he's been the best poker player uh, with his face and just has lied to me this whole time, um, this list is 99.9% accurate. Well, I've got a couple of things to say. If I'm on All-Stars, you know there's, you know there's something wrong with the uh, casting of All-Stars <laughs> if they're putting a player on it's played two days. Um Secondly, you say there's 16 official, officially there's been 16 players um, that uh, have come out to, to say they're on the show, but I'm, I'm going to say 17 because oh. because JLP, well, JLP's oh, right, been of pretty, uh, God. pretty out there with uh, putting all the, the shoney stuff on yeah. his social media and stuff, and officially she hasn't been named. So let's say 17 players have officially been announced. Uh, but, yeah, um, JLP's a bit of a dick if he's just trolling everyone with uh, Shawnee and all of a sudden, ah, just kidding you, here's Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and just so Channel 10 know, I ha- I haven't uh, leaked out any um, cast list. No, this isn't uh, from Matt. List. <laughs> this isn't Definitely from not, Matt. because I'm actually, I've gone to, to a lot of great lengths to make sure that I don't get spoiled for this season, because I do really want to watch it. I mean, the whole point of watching Survivor is you can sit there and you don't know what happens from, from week to week, and I... Personally, I don't know how everyone else feels, but personally, I think it's ridiculous if you're going to get spoiled. Uh, what's the point in watching the show? That's you, you come home from work and all that to, to look forward to finding out what happens. So, so I've definitely done my best. So when we go through all this cast assessment and predictions and stuff, don't listen to me because I could be completely way off. Yeah, no, I think that's a very good point because um, there are also spoilers out there, and I'm exactly the same as Matt. Um, I, I hate spoilers. I've only been spoiled one season in my entire life. That was Game Changers, and that was kind of varying reasons to how that occurred um and i still managed to podcast that i don't think anybody knew i was spoiled until i admitted it at the end but um yeah no i'm i'm uh completely on the same page as matt um i will be honest and say there are maybe only two people on this season that i actually genuinely know where they may finish i don't know their exact position but i'm not going to say who they are i'm not even going to allude to who they are because i don't want to give that away um, and I will just say straight away now, it's not the winner. Like, they're, they're two players that pretty much go home early-ish. That's all I know. So, uh, but I will not allude to who they are to 
prevent people from, you know, being spoiled or anything along those lines. Um, so I just reiterate that again, the seven people on this list that haven't been officially announced, but are all but pretty much confirmed have been on this season. Uh, maybe we'll go through those seven first just to kind of, you know, so we can establish who they are. And also, uh, for some people who maybe listen to the Oz Network, listen to our Australian Survivor coverage in the past, get confused with how we number seasons. Um, of course, this ties into Australian Survivor Archives. Download now via your great podcast server. Um, we, just to clarify again, we are the hipster podcast of Australian Survivor Podcasts. We refer to them by including the previous two versions that happened prior to Channel 10. So, for example, in what anybody will call Season 1 of Channel 10 I, at least I will, Matt might do it slightly differently, we'll find out during this episode, uh, I will refer to as Season 3. So uh, I will say Shane Gould, for example, won Season 5, not Season 3. So just to kind of put that into context, as I know Dez will be on that Twitter, he'll be going off at me, how you doing Dez? Go the Canes, I'm sorry the Heat didn't make it, oh shit, Matt goes the Heat too, whatever, uh, I'm giving up my night watching the Canes to do this episode, so you better appreciate it. Um, that's just a bit of clarification. For those people out there and besides i love the banter between you and des i love the tweets uh, that you guys back and forth is never gonna end i love it it's uh it always puts a smile on my face you i love how you both you know and, and i've said it before everyone's got their reasons the way they number it everyone's different channel 10 they have their reasons for doing it you know um but i always love the banter it will never get old and i will take this opportunity to say hashtag bring back katie gold Get it trending, because uh, let's be honest, I'm very pissed off that we don't have anyone considered from the first two seasons before Channel 10, and Matt, you've obviously been on the, the train a little bit too with some of these players. I mean, God, David Haas could have been on this season. Yeah, definitely. And I think, how about, we'll we'll talk about that at the end, I reckon, Ben. We'll, uh, we'll probably maybe finish off with a little bit of uh, possibles that could have maybe been in if all seasons were considered, but we'll leave that to the end. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's a fun little thing because I, I really don't think any other Australian Survivor podcast doing an episode like this will be doing that. So yeah, I think at the end we will kind of um, we'll throw out a few uh, alternate all stars that we believe should be at least being considered. Um, we could be an absolute dick and say who they should replace. Maybe we will. We'll see how we feel in a couple hours. But um, you know, I think that'll be quite fun to do that. So. Let's uh, go through. Now, another thing I actually will add too is that uh, we do have what we believe to be the two tribes. So uh, we don't know the names of the tribes. Green and a yellow tribe is what I believe they are. So again, we we kind of might group this into the perceived tribes that what we know are to be tribes and mix that with the, these are the ones who have been confirmed and these are the ones who haven't been confirmed. Does that? Am I making sense here, man? I think I'm making sense. You don't you don't normally make sense, but I think you actually are this time. <laughs> I never make sense. I've been doing this podcast thing for nearly ten years and radio for what, like sixteen years. You think eventually I would learn how to do it right, wouldn't you? <laughs> One day you'll get it, mate. Yeah, yeah well, hopefully, hopefully. Um, you know, you, I, re- I I'll go on a limb and say that you'll get it before I do. I reckon you'll be uh, out there with Hamish and Andy's one day, and I'm still just, you know, talking to Billy Garcia. So, no offense to Billy. I mean, I would talk to Billy Garcia over Hamish and Andy every day, but, you know. Billy's a legend. Don't bring up Billy. Hashtag bring back Billy. Um, yes. And speaking of which, download our Winners at War preview episode coming soon on the Oz Network. God, I'm a man of plugs tonight, aren't I? All right. Um, so, let's, let's look at the green tribe. Now, I do, can I just quickly add... I love how it's a green and a yellow tribe. They, should they not be called the green and gold tribe? You know, very Australian. Do you think they've done that deliberately? 
Well, yeah, good point. I'm just glad. I'm just so glad it's not red again or blue. Finally, I would love to have. I would have loved to have owned a green buff. That would have been my ultimate to not only be on Survivor but to have a green buff. I just. I always think when they do a different color like that, it just it always looks good. So that's one thing I'll say. I was, as soon as I found out sort of what what the two colors were going to be, and it was what well, we haven't seen yellow since uh the first channel 10 season i think is we i don't think we've seen a yellow since then so i don't um, think we have no yeah so um yeah so it's good i i, I like that uh, that's the first thing i'll say about this uh season is i like the colors and i guess uh i mean it's te- it is the first time we've had a green tr- one because i mean the saga it- was more of a teal wasn't it on season four right they weren't a they went green. Yeah, so. what was um the vow was that that was yellow, wasn't it? Uh the vow was yellow. So in the first se- first channel ten season we had red, blue, and yellow, then it was called of a teal and a purple. Then you had red and blue on your season, and then it was a teal and a pink last season. So yeah, yeah no green. So that's that's an interesting when do no. we we had green in uh Borneo, didn't we? So we kind of kicked things off with green in, in US Survivor, but um we had uh, green on um, US All Stars, of course, didn't we? So um, yep, that's right. Yeah, green. No green. You I, don't see it too often. No, I'm I'm with but, you. Uh, I think we that was yep. a. I'm pretty sure from memory, uh, back when we had Mark Burnett on, we had a a question about where the hell have green buffs gone. We haven't had a green buff in yep. ages, and about a season later, we yeah. had green buffs back. So you're welcome. Yeah, I recall that. <laughs> um, actually, before we get into the things, I should actually just ask you a general question because I think this is an important question to sort of just have a quick little conversation about. Is it too soon? To have All-Stars. Should we really be having All-Stars after, let's just put it out there, let's ignore our way we classify it, four seasons of Survivor? Personally, I would have liked to have seen... I love the idea now they've got... The, they're going to have two Australian Survivor seasons in in a year, so in a, in, in a calendar year. Um, I think they could have gone this season, I think, especially with Winners at War happening at the same time in America, I think they could have just gone one more normal season and then brought back All-Stars. And I think also, too, that possibly also could have got a chance to maybe even get Luke Toki back on, which it's such a shame he's not on All-Stars. But I completely understand why he's not on All-Stars because three seasons, what, uh, three times in four seasons would have been too much. So, um, but yeah, I I would have liked to have seen this this season now, just a normal season, and then the one later in 2020 be All-Stars. so I, 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 I definitely think, yes, having All-Stars this, this year, I just would have liked to have seen it maybe in another six months' time and one more season under our belt. Russell Hans played three times in four seasons, so it has been done before. Yeah, and, and I think that was a wrong mistake. I think with Russell, um, him, I, th- I think look what, look what happened at the end. Everyone was over Russell by that third time, and, and he didn't even last long in that third time. It was, just, it was too much Russell. And and I'm like I'm one of the biggest fans of Russell ever. So for even for me to say that it was just too much. They didn't need to bring him back that third time. It was too soon, and I think it would have been too soon to bring back Luke. And it's a shame because he, of course, he deserves his spot on All Stars. And I don't think you'd find one person on this planet that says that Luke shouldn't be on All Stars. We all know he should be. Unfortunately, he's not. He's not. I, I would go out on a limb and say that Channel 10 probably only came up with this concept or idea to have an all-star season after they had put together Champions vs. Contenders 2 because, to me, um, if you were to say, we're going to do an all-star season, the very first name you write down on a piece of paper is Luke. And I I think that it's just it's a shame that they brought him back 
a season that isn't full all stars. Like, I mean, he did he did well on the season that he was on, of course, and I guess it fits in the champions contenders mold. But I would have actually now, in hindsight, much rather have seen them if they're going to bring back a former player, bring back another US contestant into it, get Rupert or somebody just you know like that, and then make sure you save Luke for all stars because it does it does feel a bit odd to think that we have an all star season celebrating four Channel Ten seasons with no Luke, arguably the biggest character that the Channel Ten Australian Survivor season, uh, show has ever produced. I've got absolutely no doubt that when they cast Luke for his his second season, that uh, at that time they they hadn't signed off on an All Star season. Otherwise, they would have waited. It it wouldn't have made sense. In in hindsight, like I'm I'm sure Luke is absolutely like glad that, that he got on that second season. He did because obviously he did well, and 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 um, the outcome for him was a very successful one. Um, however, ah. If they knew that the next season was going to be an All Stars, I can guarantee you right now, Luke Toki would not have been on that second Champions versus Contenders. I think it would have been a perfect opportunity if they would have known that it was going to be the next season was going to be an All Stars that they possibly bring back a female US contestant. Um, I reckon that would have been fantastic. But look, in the end, he 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 came back, Luke. He he did well, and um, but yeah, it's. it's I guess it's always going to be that point that, you know, when we rewatch it in years to come that uh, we're watching an All-Stars and, you know, possibly the, the greatest Australian Survivor player, um, yeah, especially in the in the recent years, um, wasn't on All-Stars. It will always be that sort of, be that issue, that bit of an asterisk to say, you know, why wasn't he on it? Uh, just quickly before I get in, I mean, I agree with mostly, mostly what you're saying. I think if you were going to bring back an All-Star or do an All-Star season so soon, um, make it the second season of the year if you're going to have two. I definitely think open the pool up a little bit because we will see with some of these players that, you know, they obviously stretch themselves a little bit thin with some of the people they brought back. And I get that. That's an all-star season. I mean, we've seen it in the US one. A lot of people argue that eight seasons wasn't, um, you know, enough time to really produce a full cast in all-stars. And people were crying bloody murder over, you know, Jenna Lewis and Sheehan and people like that. But also at the same time, I think it's important that you can have players that maybe weren't brilliant on their first season come back and show how good of a player they are. Again, US version, Parvati, you know, someone like that, Boston Rob. These are players that have their legacies stamped in the history of, of Survivor that have been done on their second time around. Sandra, she may have been a winner going to Heroes vs. Villains, but if she didn't come back for Heroes vs. Villains and we never saw her again, no one's talking about Sandra as one of the all-time greats. So I think it's also a real opportunity that we might get a random player that is being brought back and people are questioning all of a sudden in, you know, four or five months' time, we're going to be going, holy crap, they're actually a really good player. I'm glad they came back. Uh, absolutely. There's no doubt. And, you know, every one of these 24 players in, in whatever, in some aspect, you know, deserve to be on All-Stars. They, they, for them to get on it, they've they've done something in the show that has stood out compared to, to some of the others. And, of course, I'm sure there were some players that they asked to come back and they couldn't, possibly like a Janine. Uh, uh, I'm sure they would have asked her to come back, probably with her situation, probably wasn't able to. Uh, I'm sure there would have been a few others. So, um, and, and that's when you've got celebrities, um, you know, that they're picking from as well, that was always going to be an issue. Um, but yeah, it's, it, I'm happy with the cast in the end. They, they, like I said, everyone deserves their spot on there. Some lasted a lot longer than others, but uh, it, it does. You're right. It gives them a second shot 
to um, to play better and go deeper in the game. I'm actually pretty impressed that a couple of the uh, the champions have come back, like someone like Lydia Lassell is coming back to play Matt Rogers. These are, you know, not only are they celebrities, they're pretty big-name celebrities too. It's not like, you know, they're just somebody random that they've so called a celebrity you know what i mean so i think kind of they've done a good job there but um yeah i think overall as well the cast is pretty solid i mean again you when you've only got four seasons to choose from like you, you're going to be stacked a certain way and yeah there's going to be a few questions but like the, the difference i will say about this all-stars cast and when i first remember seeing the u.s survivor all-stars cast is that i think like for the most part there's maybe only two people on this season that i'm i really question how they got on there but even a couple of the others that people are questioning, I, I can defend them as being on there because they actually were a very memorable character and you remember them, and I think that's how they land a spot. Um, but the same couldn't be said for, you know, at least maybe a quarter of the US first All-Stars at the time it aired, I will say. Because, yeah, as I said, people are like, Shean, why is she coming back? You know, uh, you know, Jenna Lewis, Amber, like, holy crap. Like, you know, there was so many other people that should have been back over those types of people. Well, Sheehan probably came back because Brian always had that saying, you got to you got to pay to have him play. <laughs> <laughs> Helen should have been the Thailand person, not Sheehan. I mean, look, yeah. okay, I feel bad. I love Sheehan, and I'm glad she came back. Like, I would... It's weird. At the time, I was like, uh, But now I'm like, eh. So, anyway, the point is, this is a strange survivor all stuff. Let's get to it, Ben. We've already been talking here for, like, three hours. Jesus, this is why we always go so long. Um, so, yes, let's, let's start with what is the Green Tribe. Again, we don't know the name. Not 100% official, it's 99.9% official. And let's start with the uh, couple of players that haven't been officially announced, so four per tribe. Um, and so this might be news to some people. Some people might not be spoiled, and they might be shocked to hear this. This is kind of a bit of an announcement to some people. Let's start off with one of my favorites. I actually really, really enjoyed this guy um, when I saw him first play. And it surprised me because he technically was a celebrity in some aspects on the first time he played. The runner-up from the very first season of Channel 10's version, or Season 3, whichever you wanted to refer to it, as Lee Castledine. Um, I'm a bit of a Closet Lee fan, Matt. I'm not going to deny it. I enjoyed Lee's game, and I'm glad to see Lee coming back. What's your take on seeing Lee again? I think Lee was always going to be in an All-Stars. Um, absolute likeable guy. Um, I've met him a few times and um yeah he's very likable i could see straight away why he well why he got to the end in his season you know he lasted and you gotta remember he, he was in a season that was 55 days so he, he lasted the whole 55 days very likable guy um you know and not a not a surprise at all that um i'm sure he probably was one of the the first to be called up and asked back you know he's very fit he hopefully might you know play a little bit differently this time. Um, but at the same time, he, he, you know, he got a good alliance at the time with L and he got himself to the end. And yeah, it'll be good. To, it'll be, it, he, he'll be one that I'm definitely going to watch out for because I want to see how he's going to play this time because surely the rest of, the rest of his teammates are going to be um, sort of have one eye on him say, thinking, well, he is a threat because he lasted 55 days the last time he played. Yeah, look, one thing I'll say about analysing this cast is I actually find it a lot trickier to analyse than any US version. And to me, there's a couple of reasons that. It's, a, I'm I'm not as knowledgeable, I feel, on a, on the modern Australian Survivor as I would have been on any of the US seasons. I, I feel like I can go into Winners at War and know the majority of the wins that these players had and be able to comment on how I think they will go. Whereas this, like... I just don't have the time to rewatch Channel 10 Australian Survivor. I mean, you've got to free up, like, 18 months of your life to be able to watch one of these seasons... 
And so, therefore, I haven't seen these seasons in quite some time. So, a lot of this is just going on first vision memory. And it's also interesting to analyze it, too, because we don't know how people are going to react to some of these players. You know, this is the same as the US All-Stars. On paper, you obviously think, yeah, take out the winners first because they've won. This is our game now, as Jenna Lewis famously said. But at the same time, we live in modern-day survivor times now where on US seasons, winners aren't always necessarily targeted first because people respect games differently. So therefore, people like Jericho and Shane, are they going to be targeted first or are they not? So this is where it's difficult for me with Lee because I can see Lee going very far because Lee maybe is going to be forgotten about on the likes of you know people in his tribe like Henry and, and Nick and people like that who you know are going to come in with a certain reputation. But at the same time, Lee was a huge threat. He's a challenge beast. I actually think he played a pretty strong social game, which no one gives him credit for. And he very much could have won that season had he maybe had a bit of a better final tribal council performance. So he's an underdog. He's To me, I think he could go very deep or he could be a first boot because people just... I don't know how people are going to perceive him, if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think there's any chance in hell he'll be a, he'll be a first boot. He, he's too likable. He's out of the twelve males that are returning for All Stars. You'd have to say he's probably be the the fittest. Um, Lockie looks pretty fit. Um, Matt Rogers probably I'd have to say it'd probably be out of Matt Rogers and Lee. Zach's a big guy, but he's more bulk. Um, so I'd probably say yeah, out of, out of the twelve guys, he's up there in the top two for the the most you know the fittest and. No doubt, you know that he's going to help him in in the physical challenges, and and you still got you got to remember you still got to win these immunity challenges, so you're not having to go to tribal all the time. So I I, I would be shocked if if he was first boots strictly for those two reasons: the fact that he's he's one of the fittest uh, guys, and he's just so damn likable. I think he's on the weaker of the two tribes, but having said that, I think that Shad shall the green tribe lose. <laughs> Although, as I said, I think I, I probably could see him being a potential first boot. I don't think he will because he's got a lot of strategic people on his tribe who I think are going to target each other rather than the target Lee. So I'm going to say he's going to make the jury. That's my prediction for Lee. Yeah, I agree. I, I think he'll probably he'll probably he'll make the jury and then maybe one of those first sort of two or three that get voted off. From the jury, uh, we sort of see a bit of a trend these days too. That um, you know, the, the once it hits jury, you see a lot of those physical males sort of get picked off. And I think for Lee, I'd, I'd be surprised if he doesn't make jury, but um, I don't think he'll go too much after that. So maybe around that, you know, what jury's normally around that thirty-two day mark, I think. Um, so I reckon he, he might get to about about thirty-six days or so is my prediction, and then. Um, and then they'll realise that it's time to get rid of him. Let's move on to somebody you just mentioned into that conversation. Another one hasn't been officially announced yet. It's Zach. Now, I'm not going to try and butcher his last name because I'm too polite for that, and I like Zach. Uh, I think you and I are two of the only people in the world who do like Zach because um, this is probably not going to be a very popular choice because he wasn't very well liked. But I think the thing that I definitely appreciate about Zach is that he's a great character on Survivor, and I think he plays up to that character. Joyed having him on for a recap last season. But thanks to you, you, of course, hooked us up. And obviously, you played two days with this guy, so uh, you, you're going to know a little bit more about him than maybe the edit showed. But I think this is a type of character you need to have in an all-star season. You need to kind of have the, the villain, the guy that people hated because 
because again, if you just had a 24 people that everyone liked, where's the fun in that? You need the people that people are going to be like, oh, not that jerk. Oh, I hated his guts. So I'm I'm thrilled to see Zach, uh, and I I'm hopeful he can go far, but I'm not hopeful that he will go far. <laughs> <laughs> it was um I, I was pleasantly surprised when uh, I found out Zach was on the show because I think he I think he deserves to be in there because he copped a lot of heat from his season. He he's you know, I know you've classed him as probably one of the most hated contestants in the history of Australian Survivor. Um he had a he had a very unique um sort of storyline. I mean, he wanted and I've said this before. He went on Survivor to play the villain. You know, I, I think he's a nicer guy in general, like in normal life. But he went on the show to play the villain. I think what also hurt Zach's game in my season was the fact that I called him out at that first tribal council uh, council as the leader. And I know from talking to Zach too, he said when he went back, he knew that he was in big trouble then as well because, you know, I'd, he was. He, he, he's a very dominant sort of guy. He wants to be the silverback, you know, the alpha male. Um, and 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 it's pretty easy. You, you know straight away as soon as you meet him, you know that that's his sort of character. And and then obviously I I called him out in front of everyone that uh, you know that he was the leader. And and I've got no doubt that everyone um, you know probably in the back of their mind said yeah well, we we can't let this guy go too long. I, I honestly think looking at this cast, I don't think he will be seen as the biggest str- strategic threat on this this um, you know this con- uh, list of contestants. So. I think he will go far. I really do. I I still don't think Zach can win. I just think his personality and the fact he is a big guy, I'd be shocked if he actually got all the way to the end. But I think this time around, he didn't make jury in his first season. Um, I'm going to predict that. I don't know where in the jury, but I, I predict that he will get to the jury this time. Just for that fact that there's so many big threats out there, and I just don't, I don't know if he's that strategic threat say like a harry is or a nick interesting i just i again i i'm a i'm a zach fan i i wasn't when i first watched it i definitely wasn't but i i've come around and i like him and everything you say like just yeah i think this guy is great to watch um and again as i said you need people like him on a season like this i just i don't know if he can hide that sort of alpha male persona and I think that's just going to rub people the wrong way. And I just, I just struggle to see him making it even to the merge. And I, again, I hope I'm wrong because I, I, I love Zach and I think he would be fantastic to watch going far. But I mean, some of the other people on this tribe, like, how's he going to work? You know, like with some of these other, like Nick's going to probably get pissed off with him and, you know, Henry, like they're going to battle for the alpha male. And I think kind of why Henry can maybe tone it down a bit. I think Zach's going to be like, oh, I'm the, you know, so I don't know. I just, I just feel, yeah, I hope I'm wrong, but I, I don't sadly see Zach making it to the merge. It's going to be an effort for him to tone it down because if he, if he goes in the way he played last time, he could go first. He, he honestly could, but, but I just, I just don't see it happening. And, I think people. He, I think he needs to tone it down a little bit, but I also think I think it comes down to that that the the threat level and what when people are looking at everyone in their tribes, I just think they will glance past him early on. I just think oh they'll just think that's Zach, you know we'll get him later. I, I really do. I just and I think that will help him and and I and I think with his physical attributes that um, it will get him a lot further in the game. I just can't see him. What he he went out. Um, in the season he played, he went out on day 22. I just, 
I really think uh, that was probably pretty early for him and that uh, he'll get to day 30-plus. And we should clarify, I, I mentioned obviously he was on Matt's season, as in Matt, who is on the show right now. Uh, first Champions vs. Contenders, Season 5, Season 3, however you're going to classify it. Des, it's Season 5. All right, don't message me and say, you don't even know what you're doing. I know what I'm doing. Uh, all right, so another one that hasn't been announced officially, uh, and uh, one that I'm thrilled to see come back, uh, from season four, Michelle. And uh, look, I, I I was completely honest during that season. I didn't like Michelle for a large portion of that season, but then it clicked and I really, really enjoyed Michelle. And I think she's such an underrated player. I think she played fantastically and she could be a real threat on this. Um, so yeah, I, I like Michelle. I'm definitely on the Michelle train and I'm very much looking forward to seeing uh, her come back. She's definitely one of the ones I'm most excited to see again. One thing I love about Michelle being back on is she lasted 52 days the first time she played. That's That says to me, like, she's a good player. And we, we saw in her season, she could have gone at that time when Ben, it was going to be out of her and Ben, and she just managed to talk her way into to staying. And I, she has that ability. If she's in trouble, she seems to, you know, she gets in people's ears she, she she managed to deflect onto someone else, and that's what lasted her 52 days. Um, probably not one of the bigger names in this cast as far as, like, when you look at the whole season, you know, people are like, oh, Michelle, yep, yep, I, now I remember her. But she lasted 52 days. She's there for a reason, and that's because she she could win this game. She, she's got that ability. I, looking at the cast, though, I, I don't know. I think physically maybe it... Depending on how like how her tribe wins immunities, if they if they if they're losing a lot early on, possibly could go early. If if her tribe goes on a run, and and they they've only got to go to tribal council a few times before um before the merge, you know she could possibly go deep again. But I think it's all going to depend on how often early on that her tribe will go uh, tribe go to tribal council. I definitely agree with you, and I think that yeah, if she if their tribe goes to tribal early on a lot, I think that she's a very strategic, smart player that, that she's not going to really be able to hold that back as well. Um, and I yeah, you look at someone like Nick, who you know he he may not have showed his prowess on his season, but he's studied this game enough. He podcasts throughout these seasons. He he analyzes it a lot more than probably anyone else on this entire cast. So. Nick's going to know the threat level that she can bring. So I think kind of when you've got Nick versus Michelle, that could be dangerous. So, um, yeah, she could go very early. But I, I, I think she's a good enough player that I think I see her making a deep. I, potential winner for me, but I'm going to say mid-jury for Michelle. Yeah, she's, she's, she's definitely going to be interesting to watch and um, see if she's got a, a little trick up her sleeve. We'll see how we go. All righty. Uh, so we've only got two, three more on this try that haven't been officially announced. Let's go to another one from your season, uh, Shawnee. Uh, I mean, technically, I guess you could say she's officially been announced with the way that JLP's been doing this weird old thingy. Um, Shawnee Fairfax, I haven't been saying their last names, but I mean, I guess generally Australian Survivor, we know them by their first names. I don't think we've ever had another Shawnee before. I'm not going to deny it. I'm not a Shawnee fan. Um... Not overly excited to see her come back. I'm sorry. I know she's very popular out there. Um, and, I mean, she's a great, interesting character. I'll give her that. But um, she annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> so I just am not looking forward to seeing her back. Um, but having said that, I don't see her going early. 
if it makes you feel any better, better I don't think Shawnee's a fan of yours either, Ben. But uh, oh, uh, that hurts my feelings. What? Um, <laughs> look, Shawnee's an interesting one. Um, she got. I think she was very lucky. And when I say lucky, not lucky as in when, when she got cast. Like she bonded with Fenella so quickly, and and if you have if you have that bond with someone, it ha- it helps you so much because. You know, it, it, having that someone early on that you just click with, it helps you get further in the game because you, you know you, you got that trust in someone. Obviously, it's an extra number. I think for Shawnee, she needs to do the same thing this time around. She, hopefully, for her sake, she can click with someone. If she doesn't click with someone straight up, I'm concerned that she may be an early boot. Did you see them click super early on the two days that you were there? <laughs> it would. It was quicker than the bromance alliance it was oh i don't think anyone could predicted just how quickly shawnee and Fenella bonded it was from the first five minutes probably even the first minute to be honest um she needs to do that again i don't know who with i don't know you know it's a bit of an old like Fenella was a bit quirky as well i just don't see the quirkiness from the other characters in this tribe and that's why I'm a little bit concerned about how far Shawnee can go. She's not the most, you know, she won an immunity challenge in her season, but she certainly know Lydia when it comes to being a challenge beast. So I am concerned for how far Shawnee can go in this season. I just think she can go far purely on the fact that looking at this tribe, she can just fit in and just like be in the background and kind of just, go along with people who are bigger threats than her. I mean, I definitely agree with you. I think kind of, you know, there's no one really on this tribe that is kind of like the Fenella who she's going to hook, you know, get close with and kind of have that quirky personality. But, I mean, you know, she she got on with uh, Grubby um, and kind of, you know, formed a bond there. So she could do something similar with a Lee here, you know, uh, who knows, or a Zach maybe. I mean, I know they – did Zach and – Johnny, get along? <laughs> yeah, I, to be honest, I, I I don't really know. I I don't. I know. I know from even what we saw on TV. I know sort of Fenella didn't like Zach. Well, it came across like that. I know she called Zach a jerk when at one stage when Zach said something and walked off, and you see Fenella was calling him a jerk. So I mean, and obviously Fenella and Shawnee were were joined at the hip. So yeah, I, I don't know. Actually, to be honest, I don't know. Um, later on, after I left, how how if they got close or not, it never really appeared like that. Cause you, if you remember from Shawnee's confessionals, she was always, she was mocking Zach about, Oh, Hey bro. Like I lift this much weights and I got, you know, keto diets and all that stuff. So I, I definitely think Shawnee was rubbed the wrong way by Zach. Um, but who knows? Zach might be going out there charming this time. Uh, but uh, yeah, Shawnee's a dark horse. I just don't know. I, I really, this could it's really a flip of the the coin you know it um if she doesn't click with someone she could she she could possibly go around that 20 yeah in the first 20 days that wouldn't surprise me i'm just gonna say she's gonna make the jury i just think she's just gonna skate on through and not ruffle any feathers but then just get taken out in a pretty unassuming episode so um yeah and um shani if you're listening i know you're not so hi i i look forward to I guess not talking to you on Australian Survivor Archives. Uh, let's get on to the next 
Don't worry, there are more Australian Survivor contestants that don't like me than US Survivor contestants. I think somehow I've randomly made enemies out of people on uh, this version. But uh, look, you know, I don't give a shit. Uh, Shan, she hasn't been announced officially. And <laughs> I don't do myself any favours, do I, Matt? Um, I've got to be the referee in the middle. And I just want to point out that Matt is not associated with any of my opinions or things that I have said in the past or probably will say in the future, okay? Matt is completely innocent. Matt loves you, Shawnee, all right? You guys are on the same season. You're bonded to life. I, I don't hate you. you. You just annoyed me on TV. I don't know you. I'm just going off an edit. No, look, I, I can see why Shawnee's on All Stars. I mean, yeah, she... me too. You know, she lasted 47 days. I mean, that's a fantastic effort. Um, 47 days. If anyone can last that long, they've done something right. And she did a lot of things right. I think... Um, you know, she she had a fan base as well. I think she was very liked, especially with younger girls and that. They 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 really liked her. So she's definitely got a massive fan base, and I can see why. You know, obviously Channel Ten brought her back for All Stars, and I completely agree with that. And uh, I'm I while I don't necessarily you know want to see her uh, on my screens again. At the same time, I can see why. And like, absolutely, she's you know just because I personally was not a fan. I can't disagree with her casting. Um, but I think just like she fits into that fan base of uh, people who like a bunch of players that I don't like. And that's kind of because I think she's that very selective fan base who have their quirky fans. And that's fine. I like Zach. The fan base that likes Shawnee doesn't like Zach. So I think that's kind of your, you know, your easy d- divisions there. <laughs> And I'm assuming when you say you don't like him, you're talking about like their character on the show, not and, them as an actual person. And that's, it's yeah. their character and the way they play the game. And that's, again, what I said before. Like, I'm judging my like or dislike of a person based on their edit. I uh, I know the reason why I think Shawnee is not a fan of mine is because when I was watching her season, I was tweeting my dislike for her and Fenella, and that's my opinion. I'm not going to hold back on how I perceive a player just to make people like me in the one day that they may come on my podcast. I don't want to be that person. People think I'm a suck-up enough as it is. I, I'm growing out of that phase, and I don't give a fuck. I'm going to call it how I see it. But the thing is, as you said, I'm judging that based on an edit. I have never met Shawnee in my life. I've never had a conversation with Shawnee in my life. She could be the nicest person in the world, and I could be very wrong based on my opinion. But again, I'm basing my opinion purely on it. It's no different with you. Like, people saw you for one episode... And people called you out. People have an opinion. Just Google your name and you see all the websites and articles that were written about you. They don't know you. I I know you and you're a great guy. So that just goes to show you that an edit can easily paint a person one way. And until you get to know them, you know, I, I, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Absolutely. And I think that's why it's great seeing these return, you know, having returning players, because hopefully we get to see another side of them that uh, we didn't get to see the first time. 100% 100% agree. Shan, um, I, I I forgot, I think, when I first initially saw this list that she was on it, and I, I like Shan. I, I think kind of Shan was a very unique player. Like, she she had a moment. She made some mistakes, but she also was strong in challenges. She made some good moves. She got to the end. Uh, I mean, you know, you can't take that away from her. So, um yeah, I, I can see her going deep again because I think that, uh, again, this is a, a season with bigger characters, bigger names, people who are going to be going out there playing certain ways. And Shan's one of these people that I think she can just, you know, skate into that category that I think Shawnee will fit into, that kind of she's just going to, 
skate through while other you know big names fall around her, and I can see Shan going deep again. I absolutely love Shan. I think she's one of the the best female contestants Australian survivors ever had. I love the way she plays. Um, she's great in challenges. She's great at working people over. Um, you know, she's a very likable person. I've met her obviously um, at my finale of my season, and one of the most lovely people you'll ever meet. Um, great to have a chat with. I would have loved to have actually played with her on a tribe. I think um, she's just got something about her that straight away you want to work with her. And yeah, and like I said, I think she's great at challenges and, and she's very smart at the game. I love the fact that they've brought her back. I think she could have easily won her season. Um, it wouldn't have shocked me by all means. I think, you know, Shane deserved a win, but um, I think, you know, if Sean ended up being the winner, people would have said, you know, well-deserved. So, yeah, really, really um, happy to see Sean back, and I and I hope I really hope she goes far. I'm a little bit concerned <clears throat> that um, they haven't advertised her at all, or even haven't announced her yet. You know, sometimes that that doesn't mean anything. You know, you you look at some of the players over in the past; they they haven't been announced until until the game starts, and and they go very deep into the game. So so I don't even look at that. The fact that um, you know they haven't. Um, they haven't sort of done any promo videos on her. Maybe that's just because they don't need to. You know, maybe she plays one of the best games of all time and they're like, you know what, we don't need to promote her because people will watch her and see, wow, like, can't wait to see her next episode. So I agree. I think Sean will make the jury. I think people will be watching her as far as out there when they're playing. They're going to be thinking she is a threat. They know that she looks for idols. Uh, I think any player that's known to look for idols is going to have a target on their back. But, uh, yeah, fingers crossed. I hope I think she'll make it into at least day 40-plus. It's going to be actually very interesting. You raise a very good point there, I feel, about the way they're advertising this because, you know, we are talking about some players right now that obviously haven't officially been announced. So how do you read into that? Do you read that, like, oh, well, it's one of the 16 players that they've officially announced because clearly, you know, they want to advertise this? Or are they doing sort of the, the Tina Wesson strategy, you know, where Tina didn't get a confession in the very first episode of Australian Outback and she went on to win? Like, are they just hiding the winner? So, yeah, it just depends on how you would read that, I guess. But, um, no, I agree with everything you said as well. So I, I think Sean's going deep. I think easily a jury. Um, so yeah, I, I'm just letting you know right now, by the way, that I haven't actually, had, I haven't got a winner's pick. <laughs> like I'm still looking at my list going, who the fuck's winning this game? I, I don't know. And I, I don't want to be like one of those jury members that, oh, I haven't decided my vote yet. Bullshit. You have, I legitimately cannot right now tell you a winner's pick. <laughs> I can't wait till we get to the end of this podcast and you pick your winner's pick and it's shoddy. Fucking hell. Why not? At least that way, you know, I've got a, I've got a one percent chance of picking a winner like i picked pia that's the only time i've ever picked a winner in my entire life survivor so bugger it let's pick shawnee just so she doesn't win <laughs> hello shawnee uh all right let's go into our final one that hasn't been officially announced yet uh and she's coming back from the most recent season abby uh of course a champion uh abby holmes a Australian football player and yeah, look, it took me a while to warm to Abby. I, I wasn't a fan of her early on. I, I didn't like that situation with Stephen Bradbury because I think yeah, I was Team Stephen. So, of course, I'm going to be like I was a little bit more on Stephen's side there. And I think she just kind of took it the wrong way and made it into a huge deal, my opinion. But then I think she kind of just leveled out and kind of just was there and kind of didn't offend anyone and was just kind of a solid player. So... 
I mean, she wouldn't be my first choice for a female coming back from the last season, but I'm not disappointed to see her come back. I mean, yeah, I... And I don't know how she's going to go. I don't think she's going to piss people off. I don't think she's going to win the game. So to me, I'm just going to say merge. She's going to be sort of a merged non-jury. One thing I'm disappointed in, how did Bradbury not get the invite back? Oh, man. How good would it have been to have Bradbury on All-Stars? That would have... <sighs> I love... I thought he played awesome. And I'm actually surprised he's he's not, to be honest. Uh, he might uh, have been he, asked. And, but I mean, and maybe they asked him. Bradbury. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> well, and maybe they asked him and he um, he didn't want to. I, I don't know. Who knows? But, uh, but yeah, talking about Abby, though, um, probably not surprised she hasn't got any promo stuff yet. Um, you know, she, she lasted 46 days, you know, in her season, which was only last season. Um, she, yeah, she, she was a bit hot and cold throughout the season as far as the editing goes with how much they showed of her. Uh, very physical player. She became very strategic towards the end of her season. Um, I, I don't know. I just something's telling me inside, and I don't know what it is. Something's telling me she's going to go sort of around that day twenty to thirty mark. I don't know why. I don't, I don't think she's going to rub anyone the wrong way. I just think maybe it will come down to the alliance she's in, possibly. And I, I have no idea what alliance she's going to be in, but. Something's just telling me that this time around, she's just it, being physical isn't going to be enough to to get her to the jury. I think we've we've got some pretty full on players this season that are, you know, playing going to be playing hard, and I think maybe they just think get her out a little bit earlier than than jury. So, yeah, my pick is maybe around day twenty five. I think the way, like as I said before, how I find it really hard to analyze this season. I think a lot of my thought process is maybe harking back to original All Stars from a US survivor because I mean going into that you, you're thinking oh Hatch is going to win again or you know Colby how good was he you know Lex all these sort of people that you're expecting to dominate but of course at the end it's really not it's kind of the unassuming ones because the big people are taken out so I'm just I just struggle to kind of think that way because again different game different version so I don't know so yeah I just Abby is one of those ones though that I kind of think just I don't see yeah going past the middle point I mean you know, unless she's just going to come out and Boston rob us and just completely be someone completely different that we weren't expecting. But can I just quickly point out, I find it interesting of the eight people that haven't been officially uh, released, six of them female, and four of them are on this tribe. Uh, sorry, six of them are on this tribe. Yeah, well, I was going to say, you, you actually said Abby was the last one from this tribe, but you, we haven't talked about John. John, I believe, hasn't officially been announced. Is that right? Uh, is he not on a list that I'm looking at in front of me? I think he has been. I think oh, has he, he has. Yeah, no, I believe he has. Because he's, he's, I mean, he's on the uh, the list on Wikipedia of the ones that have been announced. So, yeah, yeah I th- I I'm pretty recall. sure I've seen him in some promo. So I think he is just loosely there. So, okay, but uh, I could be wrong. Um, yeah, I just I, I don't recall seeing a promo for him, but uh, shit, we've seen enough. <laughs> There's been a lot of promos getting around, but uh, yeah, I just don't recall recall seeing him on uh, on one. And I just I, I swear I saw something the other day when all this talk about wanting to see more Sean Tent, and I thought he posted something saying, "Well, how about some John Tent or something like that?" But <laughs> yeah, I just don't recall seeing him. Um, just you brought anyway. up the, you brought up the topic really quickly. Um, the promotional uh, aspect of this season, I mean, I'm not living in Australia right now, so I'm not seeing the ads every night on TV, but uh, look, uh, 
it, 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 I'm not going to lie. It annoys me. I think it's way over-promoted. It's just... People talked up that promotion they released a couple of months ago. Was, oh, this is the greatest promotion I've ever seen for Survivor. I saw some pretty respected US um, Survivor uh, writers saying that how amazing it was. And I, I couldn't disagree more. I think that Survivor isn't a show that needs to be made to look like it to a Hollywood blockbuster production this is literally a game where people are on an island uh, playing a game, surviving, voting each other out, you know. So I I think it's been over-promoted, but again, a lot of people love it. Most people love it. No one talks negative against Australian Survivor except for me, apparently. So, um, yeah, how, how do you think it's been promoted? I think they've done some brilliant promos. I have to agree. I, I do have to agree. Sometimes less is more. They probably could have... A little bit less, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm almost feeling pretty worn out, and I haven't even, you know, have we haven't even got to the first episode. That, that, you know, it's there's been so much advertising on 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 TV, and you know, it kind of has been rammed down our throat. Um, they're obviously doing it for a reason. They obviously think that that method works, but there has been some great promo promos. You you can't deny that. But yeah, sometimes less is more. Sometimes the less you see, you sort of you you can't wait even more to see the actual show. Where you almost feel like you've you've seen an episode and we haven't. So, yes, you know maybe a little bit less, but yeah, they certainly have done some some great promos. And also, uh, you and I were talking a bit about it off air, and I, I'll say this on air: I think it's 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 not fair to these eight people that haven't been officially announced. I think it's um you know as an all star season, they should be equally weighted as to you know what they should be because I think it's, it's it's so unfair to the likes of Abby you know Sean I mean I know Shawnee's being teased but I mean still she should be officially announced and I, I like they're, they're promoting people like David and, and Henry and Nick just because they were big characters and I just think it's just wrong look look at how CBS is promoting Winners at War to how you should be promoting a season of All-Stars and they equally weight the promotions for each of them and you've got a season with Boston Rob Sandra Parvati but they're still getting as much promotion out there as your Nicks your Wendells your Bens and I, I think Think, like I think that's how it should be done. Completely agree. I, I think for an all-star season, you have to give all 24 a promo leading into the show. One promo I'm dying to see, and, and I probably doesn't seem like I'm going to get it, I'd love to see a Michelle promo. I reckon she would give a great promo. Um, she's a great talker. And for some reason, like I'm really, dis- I'm really disappointed we're not seeing a Michelle promo. And everyone's going on about the Shawnee promo, but for me, it's where's the Michelle promo? Uh, you know, I just, I don't understand. I think they've been picked on All Stars. They deserve. Well, I think every contestant deserves a, a promo. You know, pr- going into the show, but especially for All Stars, you, you're coming back for a second time. Where's your promo? Yeah, and even even the like, I get it. It's funny. It's quirky. Shontent. Ha ha. Hilarious. And that that sort of plays into her fan base. Great. But even like having the host singling out one player, could we imagine if Jeff Probst was tweeting every single day Boston Rob content? We would all be ripping him a new one saying, this is ridiculous. You're only doing this because he's your bro. And yeah, it's just, I don't think it's right. Like, uh, yeah, anyway. I'm getting, I stop being negative, Ben, against Australian Survivor. I'm the only one who is... I do like this show. I do watch this show. I just prefer season one. Wait, let's wait. Uh, right, let's... <laughs> God, 
no wonder people don't listen to us. Right. Um, where are we up to? Uh, let's let's talk about John. You mentioned him. Uh, the I I think he's he's on a list that I've seen officially announced. So let's go with him. Uh, from the most recent season again, Champions contenders. He's he's definitely one of these people that I think a few people are questioning why, and I can see that. Like you know, he wasn't exactly the one player that set the world alight, but. In my in defence of John, I think he was a. You remember him. You remember him as the guy with the mullet, the miner. You know, he liked a chicken palm, and I mean that's enough to me. That that's all you need. You kind of just need a bit of a bloke. And you, I also think too, it's important on an all star season that they still do fit their quotas and kind of certain types of players. You know, you kind of need the the Aussie bloke. And I think you got two good Aussie blokes on this season, which I think will bring for good entertainment. And I think on an international level, Americans and and British people and Canadians they they want to see your stereotypical Aussie. It's no different to, like, we're watching American Survivor. We want to see the stereotypical sort of southerner, like, you know what I mean, like what we think of America. So, yeah, I, I for one, am not I'm not at all upset to see John back. I enjoy John. Uh, I think John can make it deep too. John, John to me, is kind of like Big Tom, you know? Like, people like him. He's not perceived as a threat. He's just that guy you want to be around with, and I think that's going to make him last long in this game. So I'm, I think John could make top five, top six. I, I'm putting a lot of hope on John making it deep in this game. I actually completely agree with everything you said there. I think he lasted 36 days last time in Champions versus Contenders 2 without really doing anything special. We we never... W- w- one thing I'll say is this, though. I, I, I really hope they're not going to be editing him to talking about Mexican Palmers again and, and all that. We've seen that. <laughs> That's been done. Great. We, we heard it every episode. I don't need to see that again. I don't need to hear that again. Uh, I'll be really disappointed if they go down that edit again. Like, surely there's more to this bloke. You know, he 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 did reasonably well last time. He he. I've never met the guy. I've never spoken to him, but he he, he appears to be a likable guy. He's fit. Um, but I just think there's more to. We never saw any strategic play from him in the edit. I'm sure he was, but in the edit, we never saw anything like that. So I really hope that if he does go far again, which yeah, you know, I think he will, um, because he he doesn't appear to to rub people the wrong way, and he he is a likable guy. But I just really hope that his edit is a a bit better than the one he got last time. Me personally, I don't think he got a great edit as far as being a survivor player. It was more of a almost a gimmick edit, and you know, like for me, if I would have done really well in the game, I would have hated just to to come out of that game and a gimmick ever a gimmick sort of edit being like a traffic cop, you know, like there's, there's more to me than that. And I want people to see that. So I'm sure, you know, I don't know, he, maybe he doesn't care, but I'm sure he probably wants people to see that there is a different side to him. So for, I agree. I think it'll go far. Fingers crossed. They give him a better edit. One thing I'll say is like, um, again, I'm, I'm same as you. I've never met him, never talked to him. Don't know him from bar of soap, but the thing is from my perception of an edit that I've seen going back to that, um, you know, way I was explaining it. To me, John is the type of player that I think probably doesn't care. John's just being himself. I think that John's just the type of guy who's going to go out and experience things like this, and he's not a you know a strategic mastermind. He's not someone who's going to be blindsiding and this that and everything. He's just he's just going to go with the flow, play it, and that's going to take him far. And to me, as sort of an old school Survivor fan, I can appreciate kind of more of just that social vibe where you know. You, you go along with it like again like a big tom like it's just kind of big tom's on a strategic mastermind he just he's a social guy who people like and it gets him far 
I don't think necessarily you need to be making moves out there and blindsiding people and finding idols to be considered a good survivor player. I've never bought into that. I, I, I like to appreciate all aspects and angles of the game. And some of the best winners I've ever seen just play a very strong social game that just get them to the end and they get the votes at the end to win. And I guess at the end of the day, that's all you need to do to win survivor. I guess what I'm worried about though, is he's only, he only just played the last season so that's what I'm saying. If he had played three seasons ago, okay. But he played last season. He, he he was on the show a lot. They advertised the shit out of him. They haven't bothered to advertise him this time, which which there's really no point in them doing another promo. Everyone knows who he is. You know, he, he's the guy with he's the guy with the mullet. You know, he likes a palmy. Um, they don't need to they didn't need to waste money on advertising him again. We only just saw him. But like I'm saying, I just I and I'm sure he probably doesn't care, but about how he gets edited. But I just think. We only just seen him. They, they they brought him back for a reason, but let's show a little bit more of him this time. Can I just point out that um I had a bit of a break from my keto diet. Hello, Shawnee. And uh, over Christmas, went back to Hobart, had myself a couple of palmies. Mm, fuck, they're good. Uh- <laughs> I I actually had one last night. I was oh. I was going to get the Mexican palmer, but I went the the green and gold. It's uh, the palmy with sweet chili sauce and the oh. and the cheese on top. It's avocado, beautiful. Oh, look, I can have a keto palmy. Don't get me wrong, I have that quite often, but it's it's not the same. So uh, no. anyway, all right, uh, let's go into uh, we said we said a name a couple of times. Let's talk about Nick uh, Nick Idanza. Am I saying that correctly? Of course, from uh, season three, um, an easy choice. He was always going to be an all stars, hands down. Uh, one of the biggest characters from that season, and has been heavily promoted. Probably one of the top two or three people who have been promoted the most. And look, I I. I appreciated Nick as a character. I think he was fun to watch. Personally, I don't think he played a brilliant game. Uh, but I'm excited to see him come out because I think that he's very much a player that could turn it on. And if he actually stuck the landing with the things that he's trying to do out there, I think he could be a dominant force on this game. So he has potential to win. I definitely think he has potential to win. I also think he has potential to crash and burn <laughs> and kind of do what he did on uh, his season. But um, I, I think this tribe he is on bodes very well for him. Uh, if he was on David's tribe uh, with Phoebe and Brooke and, and Flick, I think he would struggle a lot more. But he's maybe the best strategic player on this tribe, and I think that will bode very well for him. So I think Nick will go deep this time. Uh, I'm going to say Nick will make it to the final tribal council, but will not win. Nick's an interesting one. I think he he was always going to be on all, All-Stars. I think especially the season he was on, you, you look at his season, um, I think he stood out in that season of being a bit of a, a obviously a snake, um, someone willing to play dirty, play the game. So, yeah, I think he was an obvious choice for All-Stars. And I agree. It's, it's, uh, they've heavily, like you said, they've heavily advertised him. Something's telling me, uh, yeah, at least top four. Um, I think just with the way they've advertised him, his the way he's going to play the game and i'm just sort of looking here on my notepad looking at all the different names that are in his tribe and and in the game and you know he's not to the level of sneakiness of say an ak or a or a david the golden god but he's just enough that he will get his way i think through the game and i would not be surprised if he makes that last episode i i i gotta admit i agree with you with that one the thing that I have with some of these big players who are being heavily promoted, 
and we'll get to these because we're about to talk about a couple of them. I, I think that, again, Australian Survivor has this problem of over-promoting people and over-hyping them up, over-editing them, and they crash and burn, and then they just do it for the you know the, the clickbait, the ratings, all this sort of stuff without actually telling a full story of how they're playing the game. And people then just put them up on this pedestal as great players. When you actually look at what they did, they actually played pretty terribly. And I think that's going to be my problem with a couple of these ones we're about to talk about. Nick, to me, while again, as I said, I don't think he played brilliantly on Season 3, I, I think that he's the type of person who's going to learn from his mistakes and develop that into something where he he's smart enough and knows this game enough that he can change it up. It's no different to Matt that if you played again, you would be doing exactly, I think, what Nick would be doing here and going, fuck, I shouldn't have done that. I've been living that for the last three, four years. I'm going to go out here and I'm going to fix that. Look at Rob Sestanino on All-Stars. The only reason he got taken out was because Boston Rob knew he was a threat and had to get rid of him. Rob Sestanino had changed it up enough that he was being social. He was being well-liked in that tribe. He just came up against Boston Rob, who knew how much of a threat he was. There's no one on this green tribe to me who's going to even probably perceive Nick in that way. So I think he can easily get through this phase and, um, yeah, take that right to the end. Because I then I think that the players that would be against him in terms of that strategic mindset are going to be gone from that yellow tribe because I don't think they're going to last very long. So, yeah, that's why I think Nick will make it to the end. Absolutely. I, I can't see a way that he will go early. Just looking at his tribe, I just... Something would have to go terribly wrong in his game for him to go early. So, And I think once he gets through that initial part, you know... He's obviously he he knows a lot of people as well in the survivor community, um, and he loves the game enough that you're right. He would he would have been stewing for years about if he ever got a second chance, what would he do differently? And I think we'll see that this season. And I just can't see a way that he'll go early. And I think if he gets past that first 15 days, that will be enough then to get him deep in the game. So um, definitely would not be surprised at all if he gets to that final episode. Let's move on to uh, Henry. Uh, Henry Nicholson, of course, appeared on season four, and he definitely fits into that category of people who are over-edited and I think are put up on a pedestal and actually played quite badly. Uh, I'm not a Henry fan, um, and I think he's going to burn out. I, I think that he's been put up in such a pedestal and he just has this reputation that he perceives to have. And I don't see him lasting that long. I And I'm not just saying that because I don't like him. I just feel that... He's going to crash and burn, and, um, yeah, he will not last long to me. So, um, yeah, Henry. I I've never talked to you about Henry. I don't know how you feel about Henry. Well, yeah, I, I didn't know that, um, you know, you, you didn't like the way he played or his character. I don't mind Henry. I thought uh, he was interesting to watch. Um, he was always going to come back on All-Stars. And what I like about Henry is he's willing to he's willing to lie, which obviously, you know, the whole yoga instructor thing, Zen Han, all that. Um he was willing to take risks, which was in his previous season, you know, when the opportunity, when he got to swap tribes, he did it and then got real friendly, obviously, with Lockie. Um, he, he, but he's a guy's guy. And I think I'm worried for Henry because he's in a tribe with Harry and, and Harry's a very sneaky player and Harry's watching and knows what's going on. I would be shocked if Harry and Henry team up. I would be shocked. I think... Harry will immediately recognize that Henry's a threat. And a bit like you said with Sestanino and Mariano, I think it, we're going to see a very similar thing here. And I, I just, if Henry's name's not getting brought up early on, I don't know what the tribe's doing. They're obviously not going to be playing too hard. Henry's too much of a threat. 
for their own games, you'd want him out early. I know, you know, if if I was on his tribe, as much as I enjoyed watching him play, you're always going to be in the back of your mind is can you trust him? Is it worth taking the risk and, and taking him far? And I think with the, with the people, with Zach and Harry, with Nick on, on his tribe, I just, I think Henry's in a little bit of trouble. I agree with everything you say. And I think like, look, the problem I have with some of the way Henry played is just kind of this whole like, oh, I'm not a yoga instructor. Like, oh, this is brilliant. And then what did he do? Like he mutinied or he swapped tribes and basically broke down a strong, powerful position to basically claim, oh, I'm doing this to get into the other tribe. And it just fucked up. So it was just stupid. I just, I do not agree with that move at all. Yeah, he, he was in it. He was in a, a good little power couple alliance with, with Jackie, who's also on this season. And, uh, he had an idol in his pocket as well, and of course, um, he was in a good position. And um, I think they had they had Kent in there as well. And if you remember Kent, and yep. uh, oh, and then Kent. just out of nowhere, he decided that um, he would he would take the opportunity to swap tribes, and which was shocking. And, and that obviously hurt really hurt Jackie. Um, she ended up didn't have that protection of an idol then, and, and went home, you know, not long after. Um, and it really hurt his alliance there. He did obviously get in with Lockie. They had that real strong bromance. But, um, you know, he, he's willing to make moves. He lasted uh, 40 days in his season. Once again, great effort. Got voted out with an idol in his pocket. He would have been thinking about that for the last couple of years, no doubt. But I just think, I just looking at it with, with Nick on his tribe, with Harry, with Zach, I just, I, I struggle to see a way for him to get to merge. And this is my Ben complains about Australian Survivor thing again. This is my problem with a player like Henry that just because they're making big moves and it advertises big moves doesn't make them a good player. And I think that kind of this is a, a clear example of the fact that he was hyped and promoted just because he swapped tribes and did this and all that. It's like it's perceived as oh that's a big move. He's a good player, and that to me is not how Survivor is. Just because you're flashy doesn't mean you're a good player. And and don't forget, he was trying to throw a challenge as well. Exactly. And and 99.9% of the time, that is one of the dumbest things you can ever do. So, yeah, if, if there was a, uh, a survivor, Australian Survivor Dictionary, uh, under the word overrated, I think Henry would be very much in that category. But, hey, look, he could prove me wrong. He could come out, he could Mariano the shit out of this season and get the votes in the end, and I will be the first to sit here on that episode and go, I was wrong. Henry was a good player and well, is a good player at that point. So uh, similar to what I'm saying, winners at war. I've been so negative on Sophie, my entire Survivor podcasting career. If she comes out and wins and does a good game, I will be the first to sit here and admit it. So Henry, prove me wrong. Uh, you mentioned him, Harry. Uh, Dirty Harry is back. Another one who's coming straight back off uh, playing again. I'm a, I'm a Harry fan. I think Harry's great. Uh, and I, I agree with you. Everything you're saying about Henry, I think that Harry is what Henry could be. I think Harry's crafty and he makes sort of weaselly moves in the, but like kind of pulls it off. Like he kind of he thinks outside of the square to make something that will come across as good. Just kind of like what Henry was trying to do with these things. But I think he thinks about it a little bit more in order to actually try to stick the landing. So, yeah, it doesn't always work. Henry wasn't completely brilliant. Like, he definitely made some faux pas on his season, but he was kind of able to pick himself up and acknowledge what he did and kind of move on, whereas I think Henry doesn't do that. So, 
Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing Harry play. I'd love to see Harry and Nick team up. That would be fantastic. Those two would be gold to watch together. And if that happens, I can see Harry going deep. But I also think that Harry, just on that freshness level, people will remember him a lot more than how he was. So that might also work against him. So I'm going to say merge again for Harry and early jury. Some players need luck in Survivor, and there's no doubt... Harry got a lot of luck in his season. He could have been voted out a hell of a lot earlier than he did. Um, he found idols when he needed to, multiple idols. He, you know, at, I think at the right times he was his tribe were were winning challenges. There was tribe swaps. You know, he didn't go to tribal council. I think he was from memory. He like he was one of the last players in that season to actually go to a tribal council. You know, that's a lot of luck. Like. Look at me. I was on Tribal Council night too. That's no luck. You know, so he, from memory, he was one of the last out of the whole 24 cast to go to a Tribal Council. Um, you know, he, he, he found, like I said, he found idols when needed multiple times. That was a lot of luck. But he also then towards the end, it was great gameplay. So there was a mixture. So I think, you know, if he can get, he's going to be a massive target. But sometimes in Survivor, you, you, you players get a lot of luck. So hopefully for him, he gets a bit of that luck again early on. Uh, he's 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 in a tribe with a previous winner and 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 two previous players in Lee and Sean that made it to the end. So um, you know he's maybe that's a bit of luck that you know, maybe they're going to be targeted before him. So if he can get a bit of that luck again, I think he'll do well. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but I, I, I'm excited to see how he goes. Um, and yeah, an easy choice to come back to All Stars as well. So um, yeah, bring on, bring on Harry. I think he's going to be great. Um, let's, and we've got two more left in this tribe. Uh, one I'm so excited for. I mean, I was a mad fan of hers before she even played Survivor. She's one of my favourite uh, Australian athletes. I've, I've been lucky enough to interview her a couple of times, even before she, you know, came in the conversation of being a Survivor player. Uh, Lydia Lassler, I've, I've followed her career as since a 15-year-old. I remember watching her at the 2002 Salt Lake Olympics where she, um, you know, just her very first Olympic Games and just, I love her. I love Lydia Lassler. And I think she's a great player. I think she she was just so strong. The social game, uh, obviously the physical game. That's why she ultimately uh, got targeted a lot. And like I like tossing up winners picks. I honestly can see Lydia going the whole distance. Like I legitimately think Lydia is a chance to win this game because I think that yeah, she's perceived as such a physical threat in this game. But if she just tones it down slightly, it's kind of like oh look, you know, yeah, that was a couple of years ago, but. You know, I've, I've sort of stopped training and like, and just pull a Colby, heroes as villains, just you know, just kind of fuck up in a couple of challenges. She can tone that down, like she can just absolutely dominate to the social game as much as she did, because no one gives her credit for a social game. She's so likable, and yeah, she, she, she to me is in my top two of people I want to choose as a winner. I'm not going to choose her as a winner, but I can definitely see her going deep and possibly to the end. Stop training. Ben, she was on the last season of Ninja Warrior, for God's sake. <laughs> what do you mean she stopped training? She's a five-time Olympian, a two-time medalist. Of course, it's ingrained in her. <laughs> how is she going to say? How is she going to sell that lie to him and get out there and say, guys, I'm, I'm now a slob. I don't train. I don't do this. I don't train. But, but I was on Ninja Warrior a few months ago, and I've still got an eight-pack. That was on my day off. 
Uh, <laughs> just like literally, no, look, all Lydia, Lydia needs to do is two months before going out there is just fucking chow down on the Maccas, get a bit of a, you know, can you call it a mum bod? Like, I don't know what you call it when it's a female. Um, and just like, even just a bit of a pot, like just a bit of a pot belly. Like, look, I've let myself go, right? I'm sure she would still kick everyone's ass in challenges if she wanted to. But I mean, God, just like if she toned down and stopped being perceived as a physical threat for five minutes, she will go all the way. Yeah, I think glad she's on the show. No, no surprise that she's on All Stars. One of the most physical um, female contestants we've had on Australian Survivors in history. Um, yeah, I can. She's always going to have that issue about once it gets to the jury. Can, will she, you know, is she going to be targeted early? You know, once they get to the jury, once you know, in the merged tribe, that's always going to be her, her issue. No matter how many times she plays, if she can find an idol at the right time, maybe that will help her get to the end. I wouldn't be surprised if she gets to the end. I'm going to say top six. Um, I, I can't see someone that's that physical going before before um, the merge. I think uh, I, I'm kind of getting that, and, and I'll, I'm interested if you agree with me on this one. This is the second time she's played. I'm always getting that vibe of a bit of a Stephanie Legro. Is it Lagrosa? Yeah. That yeah. that second time she played, she went. You know, I think she got to the end. But um, I'm kind of almost getting that vibe with her. That second time around, she's going to go further. She's going to be that physical threat. But you know, I, I don't know if she can win. Um, possibly, but yeah, I think in top six, top five at least. I'm going to say just quickly that my I've decided on a winner's pick apparently, and she's on. Oh, she I just ruled it there, <laughs> or he. It could be one of it. I don't know. They're on the other tribe. So, but if I was to pick a winner from this tribe, uh, it would be Lydia for me. So there we go. Final one. Speaking of winners, one of only two winners to be on the show, which is actually surprising, considering we've only got four winners to choose from. Uh, it definitely surprises me that we don't have all four coming back. But um, anyway, we've got half of them. Shane, Shane Gould, the non-Tasmanian Shane Gould. Um, I'm sorry, everyone. I'm not having this argument again. She's not Tasmanian. She lives there. She's not Tasmanian. Uh, don't fuck with Shane Gould, uh, the winner of your season. Um, I'm just going to say it straight out. She's not winning. She's not going far. Uh, I think she will be targeted very early. I think this will have the all-star scenario. Winners will get targeted very early, and she will not last very far, which I hope I'm wrong because Shane's television gold. She's great to watch. And I, I really appreciate the fact that of all the winners, she's coming back. Like I would have assumed that if you looked at those four winners, that she would maybe be the last one to be asked. Uh, but she here she is. She's been promoted heavily. Um, so yeah, don't fuck with Shane Gould, but sadly, I think Shane Gould will get fucked with and will kind of be gone early. I'm not surprised she got asked, but I'm surprised she actually said yes, to be honest. She, she was the oldest winner in history. Um, I think she got very lucky in the fact that in her season, which was my season, of course, um, by day 32, she had only gone to tribal council three times. And you've got to remember, in those three tribal councils she went to, one of them was Russell Hance that was always going to go early just because he was too much of a threat, too much of a big personality. One was Damien, who was, by, by from what I've heard, that um, was playing the game hard and was sort of with Russell. And, of course, Moana, who went home sick. You know, she asked to be voted out because she was sick. That's a pretty dream run if you're in a tribe and you're an older player. You know, if you're an older player, you're always going to be targeted early. You need that luck. And, I mean, put me on that tribe. To be only at three tribal councils by day 32, that's a great run. And then, of course, 
being an older player, then when it then they start targeting all the that that the athletes or you know the younger sort of fit athletes, she you sort of then get to you know she kind of got to work her way through to the end. Is that going to happen again? Again, I just don't see it. I'm really concerned for Shane. I think personally, if in my season, if if we had won, if the if the contenders had won that first trouble council, we knew Russell had an idol. Champions go go to trouble council. Russell would have played his idol, no doubt. I think Shane would have gone home first. I think she would have been me. She would have been the first boot, not me, obviously, because my tribe wouldn't have gone to trouble council. So in saying that, I am really concerned for Shane. If if her tribe go to Tribal Council first, this looking at that list now, um, I'm thinking possible first boots, Henry, and I'm sorry, Shane, but I think Shane's going to be a massive target. She's a previous winner. If she's not a target, what are they doing? Yep. So hopefully for Shane that uh, her tribe win the first couple and, and, and maybe she can find an idol. We, we know that uh, she was looking for idols in her first season. Uh, so I think... Shane, get looking for an idol because you're going to need it. And I think, too, the detriment to her as well is that uh, the only other winner in this season is on the other tribe. So I think that's going to work against both of them. I mean, if we had all four of the winners coming back and we had two per tribe, then, again, you can make the argument that perhaps they're going to be... Yeah, but, like, again, the all-star situation from the US Survivor, what was the one easiest way to target a person? The winners. So, um, yeah, I agree with everything you say. Uh, That is the Green Tribe. Let's move on to the Yellow Tribe. And just like we did with the Green Tribe, let's go through the ones that haven't been officially announced. There's only two of them on this tribe, so I think we kind of uh, can get these ones done with pretty quickly. Uh, from your season again, which which I actually have not done the math here, Matt. Which season has the most players from it? Is it your season? It's... No, no. So, um, well, you call it season four. Ah. Uh, that's got seven, and my season's got seven, and then the other two have five. Wow, okay. Wow. That's actually yeah, pretty so. evenly spread. Like, you would think maybe they should have gone six per season. That would have been the most logical. Uh, or we could have had four from all six seasons of Australian Survivor Channel 10. Uh, but uh, Moana, uh, who, not the uh, cartoon character, of course, uh, the Australian Survivor contestant, uh, Moana Hope was on the Champions Tribe in your season. Day 16, she was uh, voted out or quit or whatever you want to say. Now, so she is not the earliest boot. That would be Tarzan, I believe. But still, interesting that we've got somebody who only lasted um, 16 days out there and could technically be perceived as a quitter. So a very interesting choice. Maybe the most questionable choice on this entire cast without taking away from Moana. But at the same time... I think it will be interesting to see her play because she definitely fills a very select demographic on this show, which I think is important. I think it's important to cover all angles of people and kind of make a diverse cast. So I think that Moana definitely fills a void there. And I think she is somebody who has potential to go far because she was a very strong physical player. Uh, And I also think that on this very stacked tribe, I don't necessarily think there's going to be a lot of people looking at her as a big threat. So um, to me, Moana is an easy an easy merge, potential jury player. Uh, and I think that she's similar to what I was saying about a, a Shawnee and a Shan. I just, I just don't see anyone targeting her, and I think she'll go deep. If you ask Russell Hance, he'll tell you that she quit, um, <laughs> which he made it clear on his podcast a while ago. But uh, look, I'm not surprised Moana's... Uh, back on to play a game for All-Stars. 
would expect her to last more than 16 days this time. Of course, she she got sick and did ask to leave. Um, she appeared, apparently, from what I know, she was sick for about a week. Um, hopefully, that doesn't happen again. I mean, surely not. You would think that would be pretty unlucky to get sick again. But, uh, yeah, definitely not um, surprised she's back on. She was heavily advertised and, and with the promos last time she played and marketed. She's very marketable. And... Um, yeah, I, I just don't know. I think I just I don't know how she's going to go. To be honest, it's one player that she could win the whole bloody thing. It, it wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me if she wins, and it wouldn't be surprised me if she goes on day sixteen again. I, I really don't know what to say about Moana. We just didn't really. I mean, what we saw of her in her season, it looked like she was being edited to win the whole thing, and the next second, I'm sick. I'm going home. It's over. Uh, so yeah, I, I really don't have much more to say on Moana that uh, I'm going to be sit back and wait and, and watch and see how she goes. Didn't she find an idol with the urn and did that just disappear? No, she gave, she gave that to Matt Rogers. Ah, uh, right, of course, yep. Uh, and would the Champions Tribe from your season have the most returning players from one single tribe? Because of the seven from your season, five of them are from the Champions Tribe. Yeah, that would be right, yeah. Nearly half. Which is actually... No, well, not nearly half. No, how do mass work? No, that is nearly half of that tribe is coming back, right? It's a lot. It's, it's a it's a lot, isn't it? Well, yeah, there's twelve. There's twelve on a tribe. Twelve on a so... tribe, and five are coming. Jesus, wow, that's crazy. How is Brian Lake not coming back? Can I just ask that question? I guess he did have a few legal issues, so maybe that's possibly why. Yeah. Think... Anyway, uh, <laughs> won't get into that. But I'm a, I'm a Brian Lake fan. I would have loved to see Brian come back. Uh, the other one who hasn't been announced on the Yellow Tribe is uh, another very familiar face. Just saw on our screens Daisy Richardson. I'm a, I'm a, I don't even want to say a closeted Daisy fan. I'm a huge Daisy fan. Uh, shout out to all our Adaval peeps. I remember talking a lot about that with Julian last season. What is it? A town of like 20 people or something like that in Queensland. Uh, 93 people uh, living in Adaval. Uh, and I'm excited to see Daisy come back again. I'm a, I'm a fan of hers. I actually think she played a pretty solid game. I think that she played a very solid game. And um, I, I loved her little showmance going on there with uh, Sean Hampson. I'm sad not to see Sean Hampson come back too, actually. I think there's a bit of a missed opportunity pitting Sean and David up against each other again. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think Daisy, though, could be perceived as a bit of a threat because, again, very fresh on the minds. Um, but having said that too, I also think she could be someone who could go far. Again, one of these real 50-50 flip-of-the-coin style players. Um, definitely with David on a tribe, that will make it tricky for her because obviously they had a bit of a bit of history coming into that as well. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that plays out. But I, I'm really looking forward to seeing Daisy and Tarzan together. I think that is a is a potential dream duo that if that made if they made it to the final two, I will stand naked on the streets of Adavale and declare Australian Survivor Channel Ten as a the greatest thing ever, and I will I will officially declare that there's only been five seasons of Australian Survivor because that would be the greatest thing to ever have seen in my life. I've had the pleasure of meeting Daisy, and she's a very outgoing female. Like she's just a, a very outgoing person, and. Uh, I'm just looking at her tribe right now, and you're right. She played a good game last time. She sort of, but you got to also remember, and it wasn't really edited because, unfortunately, for Sammy Showers, that um, she didn't get much airtime. <laughs> but from what I from what I understand is that Daisy and her didn't get along, and 
with Daisy, I think Daisy's one of these sort of people where you'll either love her or she might rub some people, possibly other females, the wrong way. And I'm just looking at her tribes and especially the females that are on her tribe, and it could go one of two ways. I'm just not sure. She's she's a very fit fit player, um, you know, good at challenges. But uh, especially with – I'm just looking at, like, Moana. I just don't know if her and Moana are going to get along. I think Moana's got a, a big personality – personality but it's a different type of personality and i just i just don't know if if that sort of if that's gonna get along and i think that could hurt her i think because moana is a pretty likable person so um i think daisy I, I don't think she gets to the jury this time i just i think um and looking at the guys she's playing with i think they will see her as a threat so yeah i wouldn't be surprised if daisy goes somewhere before you know in from day one to day 20 i'm going to give a firm opinion i'll agree with you i think that yeah no i think you you summed that up quite well actually and i forgot about that whole situation with uh with sammy as well so um yeah no i think that you make some very good points and i think there's two females on this tribe though that just i think will see through her and can definitely get her out so yeah we'll get to that uh let's let's switch focus to the men so they're the only two that haven't been officially announced the, the remaining uh players on this tribe have all been officially announced and so let's get into one of my absolute favorites fucking love this man tarzan i will say though um i as such a one world defender it's tricky for me to refer to him as tarzan because to me there is only one tarzan when it comes to survivor but uh, having said that, he's the Australian Tarzan. One, like I remember doing the exit interviews during season four, and just like what a nice man. This is a guy that you just want to go out and have a beer with, and he would he would buy you a drink, he would drive you home, and he would call you in the morning to make sure you're okay. Such a fantastic guy, and that's only coming from a ten minute conversation I've had with him. Uh, although he's a big fan of Australian Survivor Archives, likes a lot of our posts, and entered our competition to win the recent buff. So uh, Tarzan. I think might be a bit of a closet original Survivor Australian fan. He might have even applied, Matt. There will be something that we need to find out from him one day. But again, he's one that a lot of people have questioned. Why is he back? He only lasted 11 days. And again, I can understand the argument there because he is the, uh, I guess, the, the one who lasted the least amount of times. But he's such a character. Everyone remembers him. And he's one of these players that, to me, if you're drafting up All-Stars, he's one of the first people I put down from a character's perspective. And this is goes into my mould of, I don't necessarily think that All-Stars should just purely be game bots and strategic heavy players. You need to mix it up with some great characters and people who are going to bring TV, whether you love them or hate them. Tarzan's the complete opposite of a Zack. Everyone loves Tarzan. He's amazing and he's quotable and he's fun. And to me, Tarzan is going to do so well in this game, and he's going to do incredibly well. I'm saying he's making it to the final tribal council. He's not going to win, but I'm seeing him. How many actually? We only have two in final tribal council. If it's a final three, Tarzan will be at the end. If it's not a final three, he'll be in third place. There we go. <laughs> I forgot Australian Survivor's only a final two. <laughs> Tarzan, of course, his, his real name's Mark Hurler. Thank you. But, of course, we're going to... Uh... He's going to be referred to as Tarzan. That's that's no doubt. Look, I think I think in a perfect world he would have been brought back on a second chance season or a Redemption Island season. Um, but obviously they've gone with an, an All Stars first. You're right. He's very 
he's he's unlike any other character that they could have picked from. I, I don't. I look at him and I think, well, what other characters could could have they replaced him with? What other contestants? And I just don't see any. So, not surprised he's back, despite only lasting the night, uh, the eleven days in his season. Um, you're a hundred percent right. I haven't met him. I've sort of spoken to him a fair bit over social media. He seems like one of the most genuine, likable people, like just a nice person. Um, he's He's got a great look, a great look for reality TV. Um, and I'm going to go one better than you, um, oh. Ben. You said that he's going to go top three or top two or top three. Give it to me. He is officially my winner's pick oh. for this season. Yes. I just think, and, and I'll explain to the listeners why I think that. One, I think you got to remember in his season, he gave away an idol. He found an idol, gave it away to Tess, and of course got voted out. So in his promo videos, you watch him now, he says that, you know, he's he's not going to be doing that again. He, he He's still the same guy, but he's not going to be giving away idols now. I think he's realized, well, you know, there is half a million dollars on the line and, and the, the title of being an All-Stars winner. And he's just so damn likable. But I think the fact that he is now so looked at as so trustworthy, like, look what he did for Tess. He, he gave away his idol. People now know that. Why wouldn't you want to team up with Tarzan? The guy gave away an idol. And the moral he, dilemma he, thing, wasn't it, with the wood? Didn't he basically yes. yeah, bring firewood for the tribe, right? Absolutely. I think, is he one of the only ones that have ever, when it comes to the moral dilemma, that he's actually picked what's best for the tribe instead of what's best for him? The guy is too nice. But I think in a returning season, when you've got the players of the calibre that we're looking at, why would you not want to team up with Tarzan? You, if you got along with him, which he seems like a, such a likeable guy, he would be one of the first people you would team up with. And if you don't, you're crazy. So for me, I can see him going a long way once he gets to the merge. There's going to be all the other younger, fitter people. They're not going to. They're sort of going to probably forget a little bit, bit about Tarzan. We know that from watching him before. He, he's the he's the builder. He's the he goes out and collects all the you know the stuff for the around camp. So he's always going to have that machete in his hand going around, which means it allows him to go out and you know look around the look around the forest. So he'll be looking for idols like he did. He, people think, oh, he's just going collecting stuff. Meanwhile, he's looking for idols. If he gets one, who knows? He, he could even use it later on to help a, another Alliance member. I, I'm putting it out there, Ben. I said it. I think he wins this All-Stars. Mate, you make me a happy man if that happens. That would be the greatest Australian Survivor winner based purely on character alone. Uh, that would just be incredible. And also, I think, too, the important thing is, look at the men on this tribe. Like... There's no way the women aren't going to want to work with Tarzan because of every single one of the people on this tribe. You would only say perhaps him and Matt when it comes to the trustworthy department. No one's trusting AK. No one's trusting Lockie. No one's trusting Jericho. No one's trusting David. So, you know, straight away, he fits straight into the mould there of somebody that I feel the women could easily work with. Uh, And I feel the need right now to uh, quote a very famous Tarzan quote that he dropped on this very show. And this is a a message out there to everybody who is listening to this episode. Shawnee, this is a message to you as well. Because again, this whole episode is done in pure fun because we are a fun podcast and I'm a fun guy. And the Tarzan quote I'm going to steal is, if you don't have fun, you're a dickhead. That's an exact <laughs> quote that Tarzan said on this show that we try to sell on a T-shirt, and sadly it didn't sell any, but whatever. Uh, so <laughs> not that we actually put it out there to sell, but 
I'm sure it would have if we had have been bothered. But yes, Tarzan, bring him on. Uh, let's get to uh, Jackie. And uh, I literally had to say to you off there, who's Jackie? And then you, you reminded me, I'm like, oh, that Jackie. Because there was another Jackie, wasn't there? The poker player Jackie. So uh, this is Jackie with a Q, if I'm not mistaken. Jackie Patterson from season six. Uh, season four, sorry. God, what am I doing? I'm adding four now to the count. Jesus. Um, yeah. Jackie's here, Matt. Um, I actually liked Jackie. I do, when you made me realize who she was, I remember liking Jackie and I, I kind of, it goes back to what I was talking about Henry. Like that little duo was quite a dominant little duo on that tribe. They took out, um, Sam and, uh, and Mark, didn't they, from memory? So kind of, there was two power couples on that tribe and, and they were the ones who kind of took, came out on top. And the difference being is that Henry and, and Jackie, weren't clearly in love and clearly Sam and Mark were, they've just gotten married. So I think kind of there's a difference between a couple that's clearly, you know, sneaking off into the bushes and have some hanky panky versus just a couple who are strong. And they kept it secret too, from memory too, didn't they? So the, what could have been from that season had Henry not made that stupid decision. So that to me bodes well for Jackie. Cause I think, you know, who's going to really remember a lot of that mixed with a lot of the people on this tribe. I think there's a lot of, Bigger personalities on this tribe. Again, she fits into that sort of skating mold for me. So I see Jackie easily making the merge this time around, and I want to say deep jury. What you need to remember with Jackie too is not only did she get along with Henry, who was you know, a young guy, you, you probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have picked that sort of alliance going into the show that those two would have been so close and teamed up, but she also had a strong alliance with Kent, and he was an older bloke. So she's clearly able to get along with the younger crowd and, of course, the older crowd. So I think that will help her in the game. Um, she's very fit, you know, a very fit person. I think she's she's willing to make big moves. She knows what's going on. Very smart lady. I think she possibly could be sitting next to Tarzan at the end. Uh-huh. Wow. That's a very uh, interesting final two. Yeah, something this. I just, I just think she's a good player. I really do. I think she got unlucky with Henry doing the switch. It, it put her in a in a bad position. But uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Tarzan and Jackie sitting at the end. I, re- I really wouldn't, really wouldn't be surprised. What is it about the uh, the sort of the middle aged female from Byron Bay that appeals so much to Australian Survivor fans, Matt? I mean, obviously the great esteemed Lucinda. You know, the very first boot in the history of Australian Survivor middle-aged lady from Byron Bay, and here's Jackie. So, you know, there's just that certain category that clearly appeals to Australian survivors. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be fine with a Jackie runner-up spot. I think that'd be good. So, yeah. Uh, big character, AK, always a lock, surely, for an all-star season. This is surely one of those people that you write down straight away. And uh, despite what may have happened uh, with this show, uh, and, you know, AK sadly uh, refusing to come on the show during that season... I'm actually a big AK fan, and I loved watching him. And it was very—I was very disappointed that he didn't want to do a chat with me. But I'm—I'm I'm thrilled to see him back. I think he's a great character. I think he's a great player, uh, and I definitely think he's going to be uh, someone who's going to be very exciting to watch. And I think, again, similar to Nick, I think he will learn from his mistakes, and I think that we could definitely see him go very deep in this game. I don't think he will win. I don't think he will make it sort of maybe Final Four, Final Five, but I definitely think he will prove, and I definitely see him making the, the jury this time around. AK is definitely the biggest character that I've been looking forward to watch playing, and and uh, 
when they announced that he was going to be on the show, I mean, we all knew he was going to be on the show. Let's, you're not going to have a um, an All Stars and not have one, you know, one of the biggest vill- villains in recent Australian Survivor history on the show. So, you've got to remember with AK though. I mean, he he nearly went home in his first Tribal Council. Um, uh, it was out of him or Adam, and uh, in the end, Adam went home and. And uh, AK was definitely at the bottom of, of the list to, um, in his tribe, and he managed to work his way up. He ended up running the tribe and then got unlucky with the swap, and that's what killed him. So he was extremely lucky in his season um, to be voted out when he did. It was, it was no fault of his own. It was just in the end, it was a, a bad tribe swap, which we've seen plenty of times on any sort of survivor. But, you know, he, he did get off to a bad start in his season and, and nearly got uh, nearly got voted out straight away. So I think with AK, I think he would have learnt from that, that early on game, obviously, you know, with the, uh, the 28 days that he ended up lasting, he, you know, that would, he, he would have a really good understanding of how this game is, especially the social side of things. He's good in challenges. Um, he doesn't always look like he's the, you know, the, the fittest person in the tribe, but he's, he's, he, he was great at challenges. He was the, the puzzle king at the end. You know, he loves he loves being that clutch player in the in the challenges. Like in immunity challenges, he loves being that guy that that brings it home in the end and wins it for his tribe. And I think he's going to do that. I really do. I think he's going to do that again. I think he's going to do that a, a good fair amount of times for the yellow tribe. And I think uh, you know, I think he'll work his way up. And and I, I I'm going to say it. I think he will get 28 days from the. First season, and I'm going to say that he will be the first jury member. That's my uh, my pick, that he will make the jury this time, but will be the first one gone. Beautiful. All right. Uh, let's move into one one of the two, and they're both on this tribe, that I am, I am so excited to see come back. And I, I didn't appreciate this play the first time I watched this season. When I say the first time, season three, I kind of half-watched, went overseas, came back, started it again, and then ended up seeing the end of it, even though I knew the result. And when I sort of watched the first half, I didn't really, I guess, appreciate how this person played until I saw the full game. That person, of course, is Felicity Flick Eggington, or Edgerton, I don't know how, I'm butchering it already. Flick, we know her as Flick. Um, So, so good of a player, and just love her. She brings everything to the table. She is just, she's intelligent, she's strong in challenges, she's sociable, uh, and just, I love her. I love Flick, and I definitely think she can go deep in this game. So, um, yeah, I don't think she will win, sadly. I don't know if she'll quite match her, um, what was she, fourth on her first time out. So um, I don't know if she can quite match that, but I, I'm, I'm thinking she will make the jury again. I just think that she's just such a smart and savvy player, and I think she's somebody who could, like, work with a, you know, a Matt or David. You know, it's kind of, she could go either way with that way, depending on how that works out in this tribe. And I think that, you know, she's savvy enough and unassuming enough that she will go deep. And you got to also remember, she's got Brooke on her tribe, and they were very close until... Flick kind of, what, stabbed her in the back, didn't she? So, But who knows? <laughs> they could rekindle that. It's been a few years. I'm sure they've worked out their differences out. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm so looking forward to seeing Flick play. And I love, I love, love, love Flick. Flick is a fantastic casting. Um, great to watch. Great character. She went... 53 days in a, in a, in her season. So she's no um, stranger to, you know, playing the game deep and, and, and long. So, so that's not going to worry her. The problem is, and, and I think they've advertised 
does this as well in the Premier. The problem is, is she's in a trial with Brooke, and of course she did the dirty on Brooke, and and turned on her, and of course Brooke got voted home on, voted out on day forty five, and Flick nearly got to the end and on day fifty three. So, just looking at her tribe, I, I'm I sorry Ben, I don't think she gets to merge. I just I can't see a way she die. I want her to. I just I see no possible way she gets to merge, and if she does, credit to her. She could even possibly be be that unlucky player that that makes merge but doesn't make try uh, doesn't make the jury. You know, she could even be that player. But um, I just I think we got to enjoy Flick for the the first few episodes because I, I don't think we're going to be seeing her later on in the game. Hopefully, I'm wrong, but um, I think they deliberately put her on a tribe with Brooke and. Oh, that, that's going to take her a lot to come back from that. I, I think, like, I can definitely see that. I don't, I don't disagree that I could definitely see that happening. But I just, I just think Flick's, Flick's got the brains about her that she can, she would know as soon as she sees Brooke that what's going to happen. And I'm sure, I'm sure Flick and Brooke have, have mended bridges since then, and I'm sure they've probably become friends out of the game. And Flick is, I think, one of the most sociable players out there when it comes to social media with other players, from what I can see. So, I mean. Yeah, but game situation, completely different. I'm sure you can, you know, build bridges with all those players that voted you out and, you know, oh, lol, things are fine now. But I'm sure if you ended up on a tribe with Anita in like a year's time, straight away, what are you going to remember? Oh, wait, you were one of those people that voted me out. I'm going to vote you out now. Like, I, I would be exactly the same. I, I would be exactly the same. You're in game mode. Revenge is a dish best served cold. So you're going to do it. But I just think that Flick's a savvier player that I think she can she can ride that out. And I think the Yellow Tribe is going to win more challenges than the Green Tribe. And I think that that will also help her out too. And she can make it to a Tribe swap, get away from Brooke, get into some other people in the other Tribe, you know, swap it around. Um, that's where I think it's going to work for her. So um, I, I just don't see the Yellow Tribe losing early on. So that's what I think will also help her a lot. So, But again, having said that, what you said, I think, is absolutely feasible as well. But it's our first real disagreement. I think this is the first time we've had such a, a gap between... I think we've been pretty good so far this episode, haven't we? We have. We have. And it's, it's good to have uh, different opinions, of course, because it means one of us is going to be right and one of us is going to be wrong. Exactly. And generally, we're never right on this show. So, um, you know, <laughs> we'll see how we go. <laughs> uh, let's get to Lockie, another season four player. Um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge Lockie fan. Uh, I don't think Lockie played brilliantly outside of being physical. Um, and I, I can never remember that conversation he had around that campfire with Pete. Wasn't he, like, trying to claim he had an idol or something like that? And then Pete was basically calling bullshit on him and was kind of like, well, where is it? Oh, no, no, you don't need to see it. He's like, yes, I do. He's like, no, you don't. Like, just, I think I from memory that says something like that. <laughs> but, yeah, Lockie, Lockie's <laughs> definitely, well, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Well, yeah, Lockie's an interesting one. He's another one that um, very social sort of guy. Obviously, um, the girls seem to really like him. He's a he's a he's a a bro, you know. Like he's any of the bros that are um, that are on this season. If they get to play with him, they I think you know we already know what happened when Henry in the last in his, their season when Henry swapped over straight away. They just clicked. You you look at who he's with though. Um, you know, Tarzan, AK, David, the Golden God. Like, are they gonna? Are they gonna be in awe of Lockie? Like, they all seem to be the first time round. Like, I, I just don't see it. I really don't. I don't think. I can't see AK taking orders from Lockie. I sorry. I just if that happens, I'm going to be so disappointed. You know, um, and 
he might he I think maybe him and Tarzan maybe that's where his angle is maybe if if he can get in with Tarzan that might help Tarzan as well and um, you don't know with Matt Rogers as well depending on how how far they um, think he's a threat but Lockie I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna go out I don't think he makes merge I think he he makes day you know 25 to 30 somewhere around there I just I think he, I, I can't I mean he's not going to be a first boot that would be a million to one shot but uh yeah I'm going to say just before just before merge I'd agree with that I yeah I, I definitely think everything you said I completely agree with and you know it's it's interesting you sort of talking about this sort of like these bro type of people and like I know you've talked a lot sort of at length about how kind of you know on your tribe you had the bros and kind of you just couldn't make it into that and that would be me. I'm I'm not a broy guy. I'm not that type of person who's gonna, you know, bro down with Lockie and bro down with Henry. And maybe that's part of me why I maybe don't necessarily like their characters. But I think yeah, like I'm more of an AK and if I'm on this if I'm AK, I don't see myself working with Lockie. Um, you know, and, and again, unless something really drastic happens. And I also think too that the interesting thing that I think could potentially happen is I think he is perceived as a threat to David, and David's not dumb. David's going to see that. You know, Lockie, to me, is the Sean Hampson to David on this tribe, and that could be an issue. And I don't necessarily think David's going to go far. We're going to get to him very shortly, but I, I definitely don't think David is going to sit around and let Lockie, you know, be the alpha male, good-looking bloke on the yellow tribe. I'll tell you one thing I, I really hope happens. We all know in Survivor there's always a tribe swap. There's going to be a tribe swap at some stage in All-Stars. I'd like to know if you agree with me here. I reckon it's going to be very good television to see Lockie and Zach yeah. play together because that's two big egos. I, I mean, was thinking that before. That, that could make really good television. I'm actually surprised they're not on the same tribe. I really think Henry could have gone over in Lockie's spot and Lockie could have gone over to the Green Tribe. And I w- I, who knows? Zach and Lockie could end up being best bros if they, at some stage in the game, end up being you know on the same beach together on the same tribe. But that's one thing I actually really hope happens because I don't know how it's going to go. I, it could be a disaster for both of them. I just, they're pretty big characters and egos. And is there enough for two of them on the one beach? I I don't think so. I, I can almost see it being a bit of like a Boston Rob versus Ethan on All Stars, where kind of like just Zach is just going to kind of be a bit like you know, hey, pretty boy, you know, and you know, like just kind of like make fun of him. Uh, so, like, and I think Zach is a type of like sort of broy guy who would make fun of someone like Lockie. You know, here comes this sort of other you know muscular sort of good looking bloke who kind of stepping in Zach territory. And I think the difference between Zach and Lockie is that Lockie seems like a genuinely nice guy. He just kind of is unassuming and just goes about his life, whereas Zach. He's the type of guy who's going to call him out for his shit. Like, bro, come on, man. There's only like, you know, one of us can be here and that's going to be me. You know, look at me versus you. I was a gladiator. Like, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, and, 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 and when I say... Ego with Lockie. I'm talking. I'm not talking in a negative way. I'm talking yeah, yeah. About, like he wants to win. He's very competitive. I want to make that clear. Like I'm not saying he thinks he's better than anyone else by all means. He, you're right. He seems like a very genuine bloke, and uh, you know I'd love to meet him one day. And um, oh, I have, you know, I have for for a little bit of time. I reunion, and he does. He seems like a genuine bloke. But I just he's so eager to win, and I think he prides himself on that, and that's what like. Yeah, it, it would be great to see. I re- That's one thing I hope. I hope that 
they end up being on the same tribe at some time because that will make great television. We mentioned Brooke before. Let's bring her up now. Of course, um, great television could be Brooke and Flick, as we mentioned before, if they sort of, you know, the rivalry gets renewed and they're at each other's throats. Um, I think, you know, Brooke, well, you wouldn't go out and limb and say she's the most memorable player of all time. I mean, I think kind of some people might have sort of forgotten her impact of the game. I still think she had a strong enough impact on the game in, in, in the third season. So I don't really have a whole lot to add on Brooke. I think Brooke's just one of these players, you know, she's like Alicia on All-Stars where kind of she's going to be there. I think she will make it to the middle of the game. And I think she will just kind of just go about a business and then ultimately get taken out in a vote that's not going to set the world on fire. I think that's just Brooke. Um, you know, again, I, I, I can see maybe this rivalry between them being renewed. But again, as I said, I don't think Yellow Tribe is going to uh, go to many early tribal councils. So I think that that will kind of save face when it comes to this Brook Flick dynamic. So yeah, I just, I see Brook just early merge, just kind of being there and just going along with the, the business. I don't see her making much of an impact on this game. Yeah, I was hoping uh, to rely on on your memory with Brooke. Um, <laughs> it's been a while since I have seen her season. And, uh, yeah, it was the one I was just – I know she, yeah, I know she played a good game and I know she was making moves, but I just I, – I, you know, unfortunately I, I didn't get the time to watch her season uh, recently and I haven't watched it since since it aired. But, um, um, yeah, I just – yeah, I, I really don't have a lot to say with Brooke. I think – I don't think she's going to go early and uh, and uh, I think she's just going to be probably one of those players that's going to be there. She'll 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 probably get into a good alliance. She'll team up, and um, yeah, I, I could see her easily making top seven, top six. But um, I, I think her her probably biggest move of the game will be um, probably at some stage getting out flick and getting getting that uh, revenge. I find it very surprising, and this is no disrespect to Brooke at all, uh, that she was one of the ones that actually was promoted. You know, you look at Moana, you look at Daisy, a newer player, like how are they not being promoted yet Brooke is? And again, I'm not. that's no disrespect to Brooke as, at all, but it's just kind of, it's interesting to me that they would go with Brooke over Moana or, or Daisy, or even Shawnee. Yeah, it is, but, you know, we, we, we don't know. Brooke might play a hell of a game. Like I said, this is the second time they've all played. Um, they learn from the last time they played. For all we know, she she goes out, kills it, um, finds idols, you know, backstabs people, votes out flick, and she could have the game of her life and get to the end. So maybe that's why they're promoting it, or maybe it's because they're a bit worried that, you know, she she was on the the season in 2016, and people may have forgotten her a bit. So we're going to advertise her leading in. Who knows? We'll soon find out. But um, yeah, look, like I said, I. Be very surprised from what I from what I do remember of Brooks' game. Um, would be shocked if she doesn't make merge. Now the other winner on this season, Mister Jericho. Um, uh, again, sort of interesting to think that there's not all four winners, but you know we sort of mentioned that before. Um, also, not like he's been promoted, but I, I mean Shane is the, one of the two winners that I think that's been promoted more. So uh, it's interesting with Jericho. Um, and yeah, of course the only male winner from the channel 10, uh, era of survivor. So, uh, you know, it's good to see him come back. I, I, I love Jericho. I mean, I think Jericho is one of these ones that everyone loves. He's just a fun character. I think, you know, easily the, um, you know, the most unique character winner that we've had in all of Australian survivor, no matter what version you watch. And I think kind of, if you ranked all six Australian survivor winners by, based on them being a character, 
Jericho takes that crown. But, I mean, again, added to that, he, he had a very interesting game. You know, he relied a lot on kind of sneaky little moments. He had a very good, strong bond with Luke, which took him far. And I think kind of towards the end, when it counted, he really came on top and uh, took the win. So, um, yeah, Jericho. I'm glad to see Jericho back. Uh, I don't think he will go far again. I think it's the Shane situation. I think ultimately he's a winner. He'll be targeted. I think of the two winners, he will make it further. Again, I keep saying the Yellow Tribal win more. But when a Yellow do go to Tribal eventually, he will be a target. And um, yeah, sadly for Jericho, I don't see him making it to the merge. With only two winners in this returning season, All-Stars, it, it, I mean, it makes it hard. And that's why I, I've said that um, at the moment, you know, I, I find it hard with Shane to find a way for her to get through, um, you know, the first 10 days or so. Um, Jericho, same, I mean, it's no fault of his own. There's there's two winners. I think it's the same that happened in Season 8 All-Stars for for America. You know, I think we're at that sort of stage in Australian Survivor where we saw all the winners get targeted straight away. Um, and I think that's going to happen right here. There's only two of them. It, it's... Um, you know, it's almost a little unfair to be honest because you know he, he won a game that was 55 days and he played a good game. Uh, I just, I mean, who's going to keep him around? I, I just, I, I don't think AK is going to keep him around. Uh, I don't think David's going to keep him around. So I think Jericho's in a lot of trouble. I think he'll he'll try. Is he, you know, hopefully we'll go look for an idol. Maybe that will keep him safe for a few tribals. But um yeah, once again, if he, if he can get through this and get to the end, well, geez, what a player. What an absolute player. But um, I think the odds of that are pretty high. One thing that I'll say might work in his favour is that I definitely thought Luke wasn't going to last very long last season based on his character and kind of just, you know, how out there he was. And, I mean, difference, obviously, is Jericho's a winner, whereas Luke wasn't. But um, I still think that of the two winners, that Luke, Jericho, again, as I said before, he will make it further. And I think he has the possibility of kind of you know just being that sneaky style of play that could go far if there were if all four of the winners were back i would still say he would be the best chance of making it the furthest maybe christy but um that would be a different kettle of fish but yeah one thing i'll also quickly add too which um you know we mentioned we're going to do it at the end quickly is maybe go over a few of season one and season two who we would have liked to seen that sadly weren't considered i think we should also mention a few from three four five and six because you know when i think of jericho i think of tara and how tara is not on this season is ridiculous and you know we'll get to um someone like craig how craig isn't on this season when we talk about phoebe you know it's kind of there are definitely a couple that i feel should have been from the channel 10 seasons that should have easily been on this, but we'll get to that very shortly. Uh, let's go to the Golden God. Let's go to David. Um, very fresh in our minds. Very heavily promoted. I mean, God, this is probably the most promoted of all of them. He's a good-looking rooster, this guy. There's no different, no doubt about that. And I wasn't backwards in coming forwards and my dislike for him last season. I did appreciate a lot of his gameplay. I think that the difference is between me not liking him as a character, as I've always admitted, you know, he's a decent player of this game and he, he made some good moves and made for entertaining television. So just because I don't necessarily like a person as a character, I'm not always just hating on them purely for that. I can admit when they do play good. And I think David has that ability about him. The problem I have about David on this season is, and why I do not think he will do well is because, A, he's being so overly promoted. <laughs> like, that is, I think, a big detractor to him. And Australian Survivor, we know, loves over-promoting their big characters. B, he's so fresh on the minds of these people, having just seen him play. I mean, we can't not forget that 
this season would have been filmed while the last season was airing. So people would have been going on a plane and who's on their screen? Who is the dominant character on their screen at that very point? It's David. So he's very fresh. It's no different to, you know, thinking about how Russell and Rupert were able to last so long on All Stars and Heroes vs. Villains because people hadn't seen their full seasons. They'd only seen bits and pieces. And with Russell, they hadn't seen him at all. Difference here is that David was so prominent in that part of the game when this would have been out filming. And I think that people are going to see that. AK is not dumb. AK knows how big of a threat this guy is and how big of a game player he is. And I think that's going to be targeted. Flick, Phoebe, these people aren't just going to sit around. Matt Rogers is not going to sit around and let David do this. So to me, David has got a massive, has got a massive target on his back. And should this Yellow Tribe eventually lose... To me, him and Jericho, to me, are straight away the biggest targets. And, yeah, I don't hold out much hope for David. It would be pretty good, though, if uh, AK, Matt Rogers all teamed up with David. I I could kind of see that happening. Um, If... David could also be a victim of a tribe swap. I think if, if if there is another tribe swap like he did in his season, last season, it actually helped him having someone like Luke um, and they were able to still get through it. If that happened again, I don't think he could do it a second time. But uh, I don't know. Some, something inside of me is telling me that he's actually going to go further. And I don't know why. It's just – he'll probably be first. <laughs> he'll probably be first out, <laughs> let's be honest. But uh, he could he could possibly be a first boot. I wouldn't be surprised. But you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say he actually – he actually ends up he, – he lasted 34 days last time. I'm going to take a gamble. I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going to say that this time he lasts two days more than he did last time. I'm going to say he goes out on day 36. I don't know why. Something inside of me that says that he's going to do it again. Just like we – got to remember, we didn't give – no one thought Luke Toki was going to last as long as he did because we thought, oh, everyone's going to want to get him out. They didn't. They didn't. They let him get to what? The, the final four or whatever it was. Final five, final four. So – I think David's going to pull out some tricks. I think he's going to have a bit of luck and, you know, I reckon he's going to last more time than he did the first time. Interesting. Interesting. I think a lot of people would enjoy that because David's obviously very popular. I just, yeah, I just think the the over-promotion hurts him. I just think that really, really hurts him. I mean, who was the only player in Australian Survivor who Pia was promoted pretty heavily before her season? But outside of that, everyone who's been over-promoted has just not done well and David's just been so over-promoted. So... Yeah, but again, maybe this is the point. Maybe they're pulling this, assuming us to think that, and he's the winner. If he ends up being the first boot, Channel 10 have done a number on us. The well, they did it with Dez. Remember how much Dez yeah, they promoted? Did. God. Yeah. You, did you have no. any promotions pregame? I got one two days before my episode aired just to say that I was a uh, traffic cop. How How is that? How is that? Like, I'm sure you're waiting, <laughs> thinking like, oh, they're going to give me one. They You know you're the first boot. You're thinking, oh, no, they're not. But then you see, like, oh, my God, I got an ad. No, I'll tell you what I was pissed off the most about. So they finally showed, finally, the week before my, my season aired, they showed a, a clip of my whole tribe walking in. And... What did they do? They showed a clip of the episode after mine where they clearly showed only 11 players and I'm not there. So, of course, <laughs> then everyone knew I was the first person out. Like, what the hell? Wow. So here I am getting the whole time like, oh, okay. So there's 11. Clearly the bald-headed guy's not there. Clearly he's first out of the tribe. And they showed that the week before my episode aired. So I never understood why the hell they did that. As a, as a super fan, 
when they release the cast, is the first thing you do, you go to like these Survivor forums and kind of listen to these podcasts where people are analysing. Because I know if I ever got in Survivor, I'm just going to be waiting for that day they release, officially release the cast. Because A, you can finally share the news. Guess what? I'm on Survivor. And secondly, I want to hear what people think about me. No, no, was the, the, I, I didn't do that because I, there was no need to do it because I was the last, no one knew who I was. So even you get these leaked cast lists and they had 23 players and I did sort of look up because I was interested to see if anyone knew who I was. But you got to remember like with my social media, I, I never, like I was strict in, I, like, well, I didn't know everyone's full name anyway, like, because I only last such a short time, but I went off traveling. I, di- I didn't bother trying to find people and, and, and befriend them and all that like after the show had finished airing like a lot of them did and that's how a lot of people got caught out even though you're told not to people like oh well they're following the same people blah 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 and they worked out with me no one knew who i was so it was actually funny like even a couple of days before my episode aired people had the list of the 23 and i remember one person said well whoever the 24th person is they're obviously the name must be Matt because they promoted Matt Rogers as Matt R. That was the closest anyone got to knowing who I was before my episode aired. So they couldn't bag me out because they didn't know who I was. But it was pretty obvious that I was going to be first out because one, they show my tribe, like I said, with only eleven players in it. I'm not there, and I'm the only one on that no one knew who I was. So that was disappointing. But uh, at least I didn't have to listen to, you know, all the stuff leading up to it. I remember you messaging me actually, because, uh, you know, you and I had a few conversations over the years, Survivor Oz days, and you messaged me saying, like, hey, did you check the cast out? And, like, honestly, like, at that point, I think I was kind of like, oh, I haven't spoken to you in a while. This is a random message for you to send me, but okay. And then I kind of read it when I realized that you were, like, on the cast, because I hadn't seen the cast. I wasn't paying attention. And I was like, holy crap, like, a Survivor Oz list is on... I've got to check this out. <laughs> yeah, that was, the, that was the day after the episode aired. And I think you kind of fobbed me off a little bit first. And then I was like, ah, and you said, no, no, I'm not doing interviews anymore because I was, you know, I was going to, because obviously I knew I had to do all the interviews that next day. And I thought, well, I definitely want to do one with you because I'd been a Survivor Oz listener for so long. So I thought, well, if I'm going to do something, I definitely want to do one with you. And I said, hey, are you still doing interviews? And you're like, nah, nah, nah. And I said, okay, no problem. And then I think you caught, and then I think I got a message like half an hour later saying, oh, hang on a sec. uh, you're on the car. You realised I was on the show because I didn't sort of mention. I just asked if you were doing interviews or not. That's right. Yeah, I knew there was something um, yeah, around was that because it took me a while to click. And yeah, I think because it was just yeah, it was literally it, that point really- where I would random because I, you know, I I would randomly get messages from people sometimes, and when I just wasn't in that headspace, I was just kind of like, oh yeah, thanks for listening, not doing interviews, you know, because I, I just get random questions and I'm a bit of a dick, let's be honest. So I think I just kind of was just literally, like, oh yeah, go or whatever, and then it was just like. This is random. There's a reason behind this. I should check this out. <laughs> oh, funny. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Uh, we've got two more left. Um, we mentioned him. You mentioned Matt R. Let's go to Matt Rogers. Um, I mean, this is a this is a this is similar to Lydia. Like, and mention what we're saying about the, some of the champions coming out. These are big name people. Like Matt Rogers, a legend, absolute legend of Australian rugby. Uh, you know, a Wallaby. You know, a legendary Sharks player. Played with the Titans too, but do they really count? And yeah, I mean, this is great to see him back. But, I mean, the thing is with Matt Rogers, he was a genuinely good Survivor player and he was a great character too. So um, I'm thrilled to see Matt Rogers come back and I, I really would like to see him do well. Will he do well? Not sure. I think it's kind of a very similar thing to the Lydia aspect with the physical side of things. But on the flip side, Matt Rogers was the godfather. So he had this sort of strategic element about him and kind of, you know, kept his people close. So I think what 
doesn't work in his favour that even if he did a Lydia, or what I'm hoping Lydia does, and tone down the physical side, he's also got this perceived godfather nature about him. So, yeah, I'm not too confident for Matt Rogers. I think that there could be a potential Matt Rogers-David conflict. Having said that, I did say David's going to go home early because I think he'll be more of a threat. But I think if David does go home early and this tribe loses again, um, you know, outside of Jericho, again, I think Matt Rogers has got a big target on his back. So, sadly for Matt Rogers, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think he's going to make it past the uh, the merge. This is one of the reasons why I actually think David's going to do well, surprisingly well, because I think, as much, I know I said earlier, it would have been good to see, like, AK, Matt Rogers and David team up. I actually don't think that's going to happen. I think David's actually going to get the better of Matt Rogers, and, and I agree. I, I think Matt Rogers is maybe going to go around that day 18 mark, um, and I think that's why I think David is actually going to do well because he'll target the right people and probably have a bit of luck, get him out, which will help his game. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Matt Rogers played a great game in my season. Um, definitely would have been probably the first phone call they made to get back on this season the godfather they promoted the hell out of him in his season but uh matt i think you're in a little bit of trouble i think um i think day 18's got your uh, name on it should there have been another matt from his season playing this uh season matt d <laughs> hell no not a, not an all stars maybe a second chance eh redeem yeah. yourself now can i just quickly ask a really quick question is this the first australian survivor season that we have had in a very long time that we've not had a Sam on it. <laughs> Sam or a Sammy or... Because didn't we have, like, yeah. some random stat somebody pointed out that, like, basically there had been some form of Sam on every Australian Survivor season with the exception of, like, the the OGs? Well, probably when you think about it, there's... Sam Webb, Samantha, yeah, Sam Gash, season three, was... Sam Gash, season four, season five, we had Sam Hinton, and then last season we had uh, the Invisible Sam, and then obviously season one we didn't have a Sam, and season two we did not have a Sam. So in the Channel Ten version, <laughs> sorry, who was the Sam in the first Channel Ten season? Uh, uh, what's his face? Um, uh, Sam Webb. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, yep. so this is the first yeah. Channel 10 season to never have had a Sam. Well, there's been a lot of Matts in these seasons as well, I guess, but yeah, it's probably been more Sams than Matts, but, um... It's really crazy. Yeah, good point. Random stat. Yeah, I suppose it is a common name. <laughs> yeah, let's get to our final player. And I obviously haven't said who my winner's pick is yet, because for some reason I've decided to save it at last. <laughs> Let's bring in Phoebe. Phoebe Timmons. Oh, you mentioned about how I love Flick. I love Phoebe too. And, like, Phoebe to me is such a threat in this game. And this is the thing I think that works in Phoebe's favour. I think that she's on a tribe where she's not automatically going to be painted as a threat. You've got AK. You've got David. You've got Matt Rogers. You've got Jericho. You've got Flick. You know, you got the Brook Flick situation. And then I had to look this up. Flick and Brook were never on a tribe together. So, like, automatic. Uh, uh, Frick, Flick and uh, Phoebe were never on a tribe together. That's what I was trying to think. Was she on with Brook? I don't think she was either. No, she wasn't. So, you know, there's three women from the same season that a lot of people might sort of lump in together as kind of being, you know, a certain type. But they were never on tribes together. So, Phoebe's a real strong position here. And I think that 
people will forget how much of a threat she was. She was taken out on her season because she was a threat. She found idols. She was kind of manipulating people and just so good. So, yeah, Phoebe's my winner's pick. I, I can see Phoebe winning this game. And a Phoebe win would make Ben very happy because I love Phoebe. I, one of the best Australian Survivor interviews I remember ever doing on any version of this show was when we had Phoebe on for a recap back in Season 4. And I actually remember we, we got on Skype and we just talked for a good, I think, like three, four hours before we even hit record. It was it was a very enjoyable evening. I really love Phoebe. And, yeah, she's my winner's pick. Yeah, it's, it's a good pick too because Phoebe is going to be a big threat in this game. So she, on her season, she was on Aganoa. So the only other player that she played with on that tribe was Lee Castledon, who, of course, is in the other tribe. And then she got switched over to Vivao. Um But, yeah, so she, she never played with um, never played with Brooke because, of course, Phoebe didn't make the merge So um, or, or Flick. So, um, yeah, she had that brilliant move where she... You know, had the idol. She played it, got Craig out. was a massive tribal council. So there's definitely, um, you know, she lasted 31 days. Was always going to be on an All-Stars. Massive player, heavily promoted in this in this uh, All-Stars um, season uh, at the moment. So, um, yeah, I, I could see her. I could If they went to a final three, which I don't know if they're going to do or not, I could see her sitting in the final three. Um, whether she wins or not, I don't. Or, I mean, I've already picked Tarzan to be the winner, so no, I don't think she'll win. I think she could. If if she, if there was a final three, I'm going to say she's she's sitting there in the final three. I think she's very much a poverty type player in the fact that um, you know there were flashes of what we saw poverty turn into uh, in Cook Islands, and look what she turned into next season. So I think that's Phoebe. So yeah, I, so your final two, and, and I. I Sorry, I'll cut, cut in there. I can see her. I can really see, And this is another reason why I think David's going to do well. I can see her teaming up with an AK. I can see those two teaming up with David. I really can. And I think that's a pretty powerful trio. If that happens, if we're lucky enough to, to see that happen, that's a really powerful trio. So once again, I think it will help David's game if, if he does team up with Phoebe. But I ultimately think it will help Phoebe get to the end. Your final two from memory is Tarzan and Jackie. Is that correct? Correct, so yeah. My final two is Phoebe and Nick. Uh, opposing tribes too, so I think a tribe swap will help that out. <laughs> so, And Phoebe wins how many to how many? Gosh, how many are on the jury? Don't they change it every season? God, like 20,000? Oh, no, that's um, winners at war, right? <laughs> With the ex- uh, edge of extinction. Um Phoebe wins by a, a, a significant margin. I don't think it's a close vote. I think Nick pisses too many people off and Phoebe gets the majority of the votes. So Nick gets two votes, Phoebe gets the rest. What do you think for Tarzan and Jackie? Yeah, no, I think um, I think it was Tarzan wins by two votes. Okay, right. We've never had a close vote, have we? Wait, did how much did Lee lose to Christy? That's good to see we know well, our knowledge here. Australian Survivor Historians. Uh, Christy won 8-1. Put, no, it wasn't put close. Put me on spot here. Uh, <laughs> Christy won 8-1. Shane got a few votes too against Shane, didn't she? Yeah, but I don't Sh- think we've Shane was a... pretty close with Shane, I think. It was 8-1 uh, in Season 3. Uh, see, Tara got three votes. I always forget Tara actually got more votes than I thought she did. So Jericho won 6-3. Uh, oh, one vote. It was No, you're right. Shane uh, only lost by one vote to Shane. That was 5-4. And then Pia, unanimous. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Me saying there wasn't a close vote and look at this. 
uh, I was completely wrong. You know what's going to happen, Ben. You'll end up being Phoebe, Tarzan, Jackie, and Nick all get voted out first four, and we yep. look like idiots. We've jinxed them. We've jinxed them. Although, again, I'm coming off the back of a winner's pick last season, so, you know, I'm going on a bit of a streak right now, the Australian Survivor. Um, if I had to be honest, if I wanted... Uh, well, actually, that's a very tricky one. I was about to say, if my winner's pick for winners at war and Australian Survivor all-stars, if I had to choose who I'd rather win, Danny or Phoebe? Ooh, Danny. I love you, Phoebe, but Danny is a two-time winner. Come on. Like, got to have that out there. Um, let's just quickly go over some... I think, yeah, like we mentioned at the top, season one, season two, sadly not considered... And look, again, as much as I bemoan it and I think it's a wrong decision, I can understand why. It, it On paper, it doesn't make sense for Channel 10 to bring back older players who people aren't going to remember. I get it. But at the same time, you know, there's a handful of players from those original seasons that would be such a better fit on this season. And it would work really interestingly as well to combine the errors. So let, let's maybe just go over a few from... Let's conclude three, four, and five, and six for some of the ones that maybe have missed out. Um, let's maybe just choose a, a male and a female from each season that we wish we could have seen. And for the fun of it, um, shall we, and it's only really on the first season we're about to get to, I'm going to allow us in a perfect world to include the likes of a Rob Dixon and a, and a Tim who sadly are no longer with us. So I'll go to you first, Matt. Season one, which is obviously very fresh in our minds because you should download Australian Survivor Archives, but uh, who would be your male and female that you would uh, wish would have come back? Well, that makes it a little bit difficult now because I was going to I was gonna not include Rob and Tim, obviously, because they're no longer with us, simply because that if Channel 10 did decide that uh, they were going to make them eligible to well, play... give me one of each, they... Give me okay. the... Per- so, give me the... Yeah. Well, well, yeah, well, well, I'm going to go that you can't pick any players that have passed away because they obviously wouldn't have been able to play. So I'm going to pick them as if Channel 10 were able to... were, were willing to pick them. Um, obviously, no-brainer. Katie Gold. I mean, that's a. Yeah, and to be to be honest, I still I, I I agree with everything you said as far as I understand why they're not they haven't and all that. But I still reckon that she could have gone in just simply for the fact that. Well, look at Amber. I mean, Amber hasn't played since season eight in America. Um, Ethan hasn't played since season eight in America. I mean, a lot of years have gone by since they've all played. Um, you know, it it almost would have made a little promotional to me. They could have promoted it like, hey. This this player has played before. She's an all star. You know, here, here's her promo video. Get to know her. Like almost a little Easter egg in it. So to be honest, I reckon I still reckon they could have, but understand why they haven't. Of course, Katie Gold, she would have been in there. And uh, I'm gonna say, and I'm I'm also going on the ages they are now too. So obviously, like a Shona, she's in her seventies now. So I'm not gonna. I think she was a great character. I'm not gonna pick her simply because of her age now. Um, we just did an interview with David Haas. The guy is fit as a fiddle. Um, one of the quirkiest characters in the in the history of Survivor all over the world. So I'm going to put him in there. I'm going to put my man, David Haas. So Katie Gold, David Haas, get him in All-Stars. Shona's only 68. Just to, you know, put that out there. <laughs> and, and actually, and I, look, and from what I know... Shona's still in good shape now, but uh, I'm going to stick with I'm going to stick with Katie Gold and and uh, David Haas only for the fact of that they, they, they would offer their personality personalities would offer something that this current 24 don't have. I think they're very unique. Those two great personalities. Like I said, David's still great shape for his age. He's in his 50s, and uh, and I think he would really adapt to this modern day survivor. And, of course, Katie. Katie would definitely. So, yep, they're my two. 
No-brainer. Katie Gold. Hashtag bring back Katie Gold. Uh, the, the biggest travesty that she's not on this season. Absolutely. Hands down. Uh, and the thing, too, that I will say about Katie is that she's a very intelligent and savvy person that can pick up the game very easily. When we first got her on this show back in uh, 2017 when we did season three, uh, sorry, season four, she had not watched Survivor basically since she was on the show. So she binged a couple of episodes that week to join me purely to recap just based on three episodes in the middle of the season. The way she was able to pick up, interpret, and analyze the game, having not watched it in so long, was incredible. I don't think I've ever seen that before um, from just a random person watching Survivor. So that, to me, is what Katie brings to the table as well, and I think Katie would do very well on an all-star season. Having said that, with the, the male side of things, if Rob was alive, it would be Rob. That's my alternate world, hands down. Um... Look, I've definitely come around on David because in terms of character-wise, I agree with you. He's, he's incredible. And if we're going to talk about weird, quirky characters, fucking Sylvan, man. Like, I mean, God, he would just, like, he would quit within two days, but he would just bring something to the table. But I'm going to say Craig. I think Craig switched on his game at the merge. I think Craig is a very interesting character, and Craig stirred the pot. Craig, Craig stirred the pot. And I think Craig would have the ladies on his side. I think, I mean, look, we haven't seen what he looks like. He'd be, you know, mid-40s now. He's a good-looking rooster at 27. I can't imagine he uh, hasn't aged gracefully. So, um, yeah, I think Craig would be a very interesting person to come see play on on an all-star season. Yeah, it's a good pick. He he would have been my next male. I think it was always going to be out for me. um, And I agree with what you said about Rob Dixon, but unfortunately he's no longer with us. So, um, for me, it was a toss-up between between David Haas and Craig. But for me, um, I think Craig, there's there's enough characters, uh, personalities like him um, already in the cast, so I don't think he would have been necessary to be put in. And um, so I think for me, yep, David Haas gets that spot. Season two is a pretty straightforward one for me. Um, I would easily say Imogen and I would easily say David Oldfield. I think Imogen is one of these ones that you and I have talked up a lot in terms of just how good of a player she actually was when you watch that season. And I feel if anyone's listened to Australian Survivor Archives, and you should download it now, um, you know, we're talking up people like David, uh, you know, who really have never gotten credit before. And like, obviously we're talking about people like Katie and Rob who have gotten credit before, but you know, we're kind of noticing these different things with players like a David and some other ones that are really starting to, you know, showcase how good they actually were for their time. Imogen Bailey is going to be our star, I think, in, in season two. Like, I mean, I've always talked up David Oldfield, but, I mean, God, Imogen on that recent rewatch we did, my God, she was great and um, should have won that game. Let's be honest. Without that dumb twist at the end, Imogen Bailey would have won that game. So, um, or David, yeah, one of them. One of those two would have won. Uh, and I think that David's also the no-brainer. David's just one of these great, unique characters who is just, he's a politician, so he's so savvy and on the ball when it comes to kind of speaking the, you know, gift of the gab. And yeah, just two great people that would really spice up an all-star season. I have to say, I'm sorry, Nikki Danza. I know you've been promoting yourself in all-stars from the from what we've seen as the original puppet master. I'm sorry, mate. You're not. You're not. That's David Oldfield. <laughs> David Oldfield Mastico. is the original Australian Survivor puppet master. No one can question that. He really is. Um, even Dicko knew. Dicko knew he was the, the, the puppet master. So I totally agree with you, Ben. It's it's a no-brainer. You don't even have to question it. Of course, it's Imogen Bailey, the best player on season two, Celebrity Survivor, and David Oldfield, obviously, uh, not uh, too far behind her, and um, a great once again, a great character that um, none of these other characters uh, that are on the show um, have. So um, pretty easy 
to include those two. If we went back to my original idea and we kind of had um, four from each of the six seasons, uh, I would, uh, you know, close behind those. Well, maybe not close. I think there's a bit more of a gap than I'm giving credit for. But uh, I would like to see Nicole and Justin. I think Nicole was just kind of just one of those real sort of nice, you know, salt of the earth players who was who was quite good. And and Justin was kind of a bit of a, you know, he was good, but he's a bit of a wheeze. He was obviously doing a bit of a behind the scenes backroom deals there that never got delved into too much. And um, yeah, I mean, just yeah, it'd be interesting to see them come back. Uh, I would I would have to replace Nicole and put uh, Fiona Horn back in. Oh, yeah, she'd be fun. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, obviously, now in the Channel 10 ones, I mean, again, you know, this this isn't sort of taking away from anyone. It's just maybe the two that we can maybe go with that were robbed the most or kind of that you were a bit surprised. So season three for me, again, male and female, um, it's tricky because this one would be more of two men for me. I would go Andrew and Craig. Um but Craig will take it. Sorry, Andrew, for the male, for me. And for the female, um, I'm going to go with L. I actually liked L, And I, I've heard L was a bit of a bit of a potty mouth. I think L. there's a lot of L that wasn't shown. And I've heard a lot of stories about her, which kind of makes me think we were robbed of a bit of a character. And I think, again, it would be interesting, sort of similar to the Winners at War style of thing, where kind of, you know, the Robin Amber thing is going to be interesting. So seeing L and Lee play together would be interesting. So... I'm going to go with L and Craig. Craig, how is Craig not on this season, Matt? My goodness, Craig is a one in a one in a million player, entertaining, a great player. Oh, I'm so sad Craig's not on. Yeah, oh, Craig is a great character, great bloke too. Love Craig. Um, but he, yeah, he no doubt he'd have to count himself pretty unlucky to not to not get on All Stars. Um, I would assume that he was considered. Um, don't know why he didn't get on, um, but unfortunately he didn't. And yeah, it's a shame. Um, so I'd have to say, Craig. I tell you what, though. I mean, I'm gonna. I know. I know you can't really do this because it is an all stars. You know, that's why I guess Tarzan was a little bit questioned. The fact he only lasted eleven days, but you know what? I, I honestly think it probably would have taken some. A bit of credibility away from it, but you know what, Des? They he, brought back Francesca. About unique characters. <laughs> well, yeah, I know, and I, I know it's an all-star, so you kind of can't really bring back a first boot. But I tell you what, if Des had lasted like, even a couple more episodes, Des would have got the call back. So I think it, it came down to the fact that Des was a first boot. So they probably thought, well, it doesn't look good bringing back an all-stars player. Like and it's a first boot. So, unfortunately for Des, he was unlucky there that he was a first boot. But yeah, I have to admit, um, and Andrew Torrens, of course, um, you know, he was a very Brian Heidick sort of character. Um, liked watching him play, but I think Craig probably just pipped him there if if they're looking for someone else. And um, I don't know, maybe even someone like a a Jenna Jenna on on that season for a female possibly could have got in. Um, yeah, and, and L, of course. I think L was great. Special shout-out. I should mention the winner, Christy. I mean, Christy, I would have actually liked to have seen come back just because it would have been, you know, good to have all the winners come back. And also Sue. I was a bit, bit of a Sue fan, and I think Sue Sue's good television. So, um, you know, this is where I meant to make a joke about a big move, aren't I? But, ha-ha. Uh, all right, season four. Uh, I mentioned before, Tara. How is how is Tara not on? Like, Tara was just such a great character. So, so much fun. But I think also, too, like maybe the most stacked cast in terms of who else, because there's so many other people actually you could have from this season. I liked Annalise. I loved T 
Tessa. Like, Tessa was great value. Um, so, yeah, I, I would have loved to see them come back. Even, you know, Sam and Mark put them together. Amy, God, Amy, how are we not remembering uh, Amy? Great, but have to give it to Tara. And for the men, I mean, look, I'm not afraid to admit I'm a Peter fan. I think that, you know, I mentioned that to him in our recap that we did where, where Ziggy was on there. And I should mention Ziggy as well. Ziggy would have been great to see come back too. But um, I mentioned before I was a bit of a fan of this guy, Kent. I think Kent's hilarious. Just watch Kent and just what he brings to the table. I know he, Kent would never come back in an all-star season because he surely was never even considered. But yeah, Tara and Kent, how's that for a combination? Yeah, it's um, it's a good combination. Different to my uh, my picks, I think Ziggy. Oh, how did she not get on All Stars? I, I I actually don't know how she didn't get on All Stars. Um, very surprising to be honest. I'm, I'm looking at the 24 cast. I, I'm pretty sure they could have squeezed her in. I don't know what 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 it was that um, made them not want to go for her. Um, I think she was she was you know good to watch. She played hard. She didn't and, even get a um, call. You know, lasted. No, well, she lasted 40, uh, 47 days, if I re- recall. Mm. Um, so she's my female that would have gone on and probably not a surprise, uh, I have to say Luke Toki. I know we've already discussed this, the fact that um, that he's already played two of the last three seasons, which would have meant that would have been three out of four. But if, you, if you're going to put All-Stars title up, I'm so, you kind of just have to put him in, yeah. Unless he couldn't do it, you know. I know he's got a young family, and um, maybe maybe they were willing to do it again, and uh, he couldn't because he's, you know, he does have a have a young family. But um, yeah, of course, it's a no brainer. It's all stars. You've got to have the best players. Luke's really kind of got to be in there. I think I just didn't include Luke because, again, for that reason, what we talked about before. But, I mean, you know, yeah, I agree with you. I think Luke would be the no-brainer if you just kind of ignored that factor. Uh, so your season, well, clearly the man's you. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, in, all seri- in all seriousness, and, yeah, this is maybe me sucking up a little bit, but I think, like, if they did a second-chance season, I think you would be good to see come back because I think kind of, you know, they knew that you were a bit of a game player and obviously you did go out in a bit of a blaze of glory and people remember you at least. I think kind of there's no questioning that out of all the first boots, you're easily one of the, the most memorable. So, like, that, that's that aspect on your play. But, um, look, if, if I'm being completely serious, the man, I mean, how Brian Lake isn't back, I, again, I think maybe just because of his legal issues, he obviously didn't have, you know, sort of a, a great time post-Survivor. So um, that might have played into to the hand. I mean, and Russell, like, I mean, again, no-brainer, but, you know, I think Russell would have never been considered after all the negative stuff he said about Australian Survivor. So, to me, it's uh, it's Brian Lake. Um, and for the women, um, I'm actually, we didn't really mention it with Shawnee. I'm surprised that Fenella's not bad, but I guess Fenella just had a baby, though, didn't she? So, I guess maybe yeah, she, yeah, she probably... She, she wasn't able to go because um, she was pregnant. Right, so I'm, I'm sure she probably would have been out there. Um... I enjoyed our chat with Anita. I definitely saw another side to Anita when we uh, we had that um, the recap. So, um, gosh, it's tricky with the women on your season. I'm going to say Anita. <laughs> I think we've got the good women on this season, and that's not to take away from all the other females on your season. I'm not saying necessarily negative, but I've got to say, I think that uh, we've gotten the good ones, so I'm going to go with Anita. Yeah, well, Anita definitely was a great character. She lasted 21 days. She lost on the Exile duel with um, Tegan. 
Um, yeah, you know, Tegan was another one that was probably no doubt considered, and I believe she was considered. Um, you know that obviously Anita and I are very close. We've got a great friendship, but uh, I'm actually going to go a different player. Um, that is Jackie Glazier. I'm actually would have loved to have seen Jackie play um, in All Stars. I reckon uh, she was just a bit unlucky with the tribe she was on. She never really kind of got in with anyone. Was close to being one of the first outs. Uh, obviously, if Russell would have voted for her in that tribal, um, she actually would have gone out. But Russell voted for someone else. So if Russell would have voted Jackie's name down in that in that that first um, tribal council that the champions went to. Jackie would have been out second, but she did pretty well, and um, she, you know, she lied about what she did. She was willing to, you know, to play pretty hard. So I would have liked to see to see Jackie Glazier come back. Um, for the men, I would, yeah, Brian Lake. Totally understand why he's not back. There's been a lot of issues since, well, even since my season was aired. Like, obviously, you know, we all know what happened to him. Um, between the airing, you know, between after it stopped filming to when it aired, um, there's been more dramas since. So I don't think he would have even been considered. If we take that and sort of put that to the side, of course he's going to be on All Stars. So they're they're going to be my pick, and um, and even Jenna, Jenna, I think she was unlucky. She got injured. I think she was a big character um, from my season. She was unlucky. Obviously she got injured and ended up getting voted out. And she would have been, you know, she was a likable person. Someone that if she would have got a second opportunity would have gone far in the game. Doesn't like Tasmania, though. Don't know if you follow her on our social media. She just obviously had a recent trip there and I wasn't very kind in my home state in her words about it. I did see that, actually. And I was, um, yeah, I, I've only spent a couple of days in, in Launceston before, so I, I can't really comment on Tasmania. Well, you can, because you went I to Launceston. Little... <laughs> yeah. Well, my brother was living there at the time, so it's the only Why? Sort of thing I could... Well, my other brother, my other brother went on a honeymoon around there last year, and uh, and uh, he loved it. So, but why um, Launceston? But yeah, why I did no one chooses to live in Launceston. That's that's generally where you go to die. <laughs> that was my older brother. Maybe he didn't know that. He, he got a job there, so that's why he ended up going down there. But uh, spent a couple of years down there. But uh, but yeah, no, he. Um, but yeah, Jenna, I think. Uh, I did. I did see that comment, and yes, yeah, I had a little laugh, thinking, "Well, if you saw that, you wouldn't uh, be too happy about her not liking Tasmania." I was very tempted to comment, but I didn't. But uh, I'm saving that for her uh, Australian Survivor Archives interview in like 2023. By the time we get to her season, I wonder how um, if Shane. Uh, sorry, if Shane would have ran them. I know she's not on social media, but uh, wonder if she would have been offended seeing she's a Tasmanian. Yeah, I'm gonna let. I'm you, trying to. Uh, I'm trying to get over. Just, just you, you I'm trying, trying to, to get rise me. out of you, Ben. But uh, no, <laughs> I'm 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 a mature Ben Waterworth now. Actually, no, this is the Oz Network. This is the immature. Get fucked, Matt. Um, <laughs> for season six, um, yeah, the this is an interesting one because I think for the females, um. Look, I, I think Pia to me probably is a standout because I mean, look, she was my winner's pick. I enjoyed watching Pia. Uh, I think Pia played a, a solid game. Also, you know, Janine. Like, I wasn't necessarily huge on Janine, but she was a fun character. I'm sure, as you said, I think you said at the top of the show, she would have been considered. Um, and, I mean, you know, she's a very busy, wealthy woman. She's played it once. She probably doesn't need to play it again. So, um, you know, there's that. But, you know, for me, it would be Pia. Although, weirdly, I'd like to see Sam play again to get a chance so we actually can see her. <laughs> um, so, you know. Uh, and the men, men's tricky because, gosh... I'm with you, Bradbury. 
Why don't we see Bradbury again? Um, you know, uh, Ross, surely a second chance for Ross. Uh, Andy, such a fun player. I was a huge Sean Hampson fan. I love seeing Sean. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think we count Luke here because we've already had his original season. Even Simon Black, like, just such a nice guy. Um, I can only choose one. I am going to go, and this isn't who I thought I was going to go with. I thought I was going to go with Andy, but I'm actually going to go for Sean Hampson because I think they missed an opportunity. Sean versus David. I think that's maybe the biggest rivalry we've ever had in Australian Survivor. So um, that would have been a unique take on things to kind of see that play out again. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm going to go with Sean and Pia. Well, I'm going to go different. I um, Well, you know I've already said Bradbury. It would have been great to have Bradbury back. Um, but in saying that, I understand why he's not. I'm actually going to say, I'm going to say what your second pick was. I'm going to say Andy. I would have loved to see Andy have another crack. Just He was... He played like such a weasel, and I just loved it. Like, and I say that in with the most respect. Like, it was it was great to watch. It made for good TV, and some people hated him. And you need those characters on the show. And um, to watch him again, I think, yeah, I, I would love to know if he got a call to at least see if he was interested. Um, I'd be surprised if he wasn't, uh, because I, yeah, I think he was a great character and and a little bit different to some of the other characters they've got on here. Maybe maybe he was hated too much. Maybe they just thought they couldn't um, couldn't run him again. Uh, as for a female, Janine, I think that's a for me that's a no brainer. I, I would imagine that once again she would have been probably one of one of the first ones they rang, and and uh, probably it came down to the fact that she didn't want to play or couldn't due to work. So they're my two picks. I just think Janine played a great game. I think she was um, uh, good to watch as well. She sort of. Um, switched on with her gameplay and would have been interested to see how she did uh, on an all-star season. There you go. Well, we'd love to hear from people at, uh, out there what, who your takes would have been, who your thoughts would have been on um, you know, potential other all-stars that we maybe missed out on seeing. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be very interesting, man. I think kind of talking about this for a couple of hours with you has maybe gotten me a little bit more excited for this season than I was maybe before we started recording. I mean, I, I honestly have been so focused on Winners at War that this has sort of just remained in the background for me a little bit. So, um, you know, it's going to be it's going to be very interesting. And, uh, yeah, our first real taste of a, a full returning player season of Australian Survivor. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be an interesting watch over the, the coming couple of months. It's actually almost daunting to think how much Survivor we've got to for the next couple of months. I don't know how the hell I'm going to fit in all the time between work and social life and ASA and everything else. I don't know how the hell I'm going to fit any time uh, doing uh, watching all these survivors, but I will get it done. And, um, yeah, it'll be it's going to be interesting to do just to sit back. I know how excited you are for the Winners at War. I know that's, you know, probably got a bit more of your focus than the All-Stars, and, and, and I have to agree. Like, I can't wait to watch the Winners at War, but I can't wait to watch All-Stars as well. And... Uh, and I uh, can't wait to see how wrong we were with our picks and um, our pre- yeah, predictions for the season, how it's going to go. It's probably going to be nothing like we said and uh, make us look like a gooses. Now, just just a quick word in regards to our coverage of the season. Now, right now, I can sit here and say that our, our plan is to try and do a weekly recap similar to what we did last season. Um, and on paper, that's how it should work. But uh, given 
sort of life at the moment uh, for myself and also just throughout, um, you know, covering Winners at War and kind of everything else. There may be some periods where perhaps we may have to sort of keep it to a fortnightly recap. We'll see how we go. But uh, definitely uh, looking to do as many as we can. We've got a pretty exciting first uh, episode planned that uh, we're hoping to sort of knuckle down in the coming week or so, which Matt's uh, done a lot of work in order to sort of help set up, which will be very, very fun and exciting. And hopefully get some, um, you know, more Australian Survivor players on that we maybe we've never had on before because, you know, I think kind of it's always fun to try and get some new players on. We've clearly never really done full-length interviews with former players before. So uh, it'll be interesting to kind of spice it up and see how we go along the way and uh, bring back some of these players. We might we might even just kind of restrict it just to Channel 10 ones because obviously we've got a lot of the old-school players coming on our other podcast and kind of, you know, don't want to burn them out on talking about newer Survivor and we want to hear about them talking about their old Survivor. We'll see how we play. But if, fuck, if we can get David Haas on to talk about Modern Survivor, we're going to get David Haas on to talk about Modern Survivor. So uh, stay tuned, watch this space. And of course, at the time of hearing this as well, plenty of going on in the Oz Network, I should mention as well. We do have our Oscar coverage, which has just started. So all the Best Picture nominee nominees we are covering every day to the lead up to the Oscars before a full preview going on there. We also clearly have the remainder of our Survivor Month to go in the lead-up to Winners at War. And the two big ones coming. I'm so excited for you to hear our season rankings episode, which is going to drop next week. And we actually managed to do that in one sitting. I thought we were going to have to break that up, but we did it. It's under five hours long. It's maybe about four and a half hours long. And I will say that... I'm a lot satisfied with the winner than I was from our uh, 42 hours or 32 hours, whatever it was, of our uh, 430-odd players. It wasn't my number one pick, but i got to say that I didn't sit there for four and a half hours for the most obvious answer, so I was actually pleasantly surprised with that. And we do also have a Winners at War preview episode with Billy Garcia to drop around about the same time too, so uh, plenty of US Survivor coverage to uh, keep you entertained as well. I'm just doing my calculations and I don't know where the hell I'm going to fit in another four and a half hours to listen to that podcast, but I will. It's just a lot of trips back and forth to work in the morning, 22 minutes each way, so it might take me a, a while to get through, but I will get through it. Just let a few perps speed off. You know, they, you don't need to chase them. Or, or put us on while you're like in the cop car, like, you know, on BK712 to headquarters. We've got a guy in a car. Hang on a minute. Oh, bullshit. That shouldn't have been number 17. You should have vetoed that, Ben. <laughs> Uh, but yes, oh, stay tuned. Don't don't give me any don't give me any tips or hints or anything. But I hope Africa's up there somewhere near the top. I'm not saying a thing. Uh, but of course, also subtle plug: Australian Survivor Archives, hosted by two extremely intelligent and attractive gentlemen, and um, David Haas interview. Let's just say you've got to listen to it to uh, to learn some things that you would have never imagined were true in not only Australian Survivor, but Survivor in general. I'm still recovering from a couple of the little secrets that he told. Uh, the, the guy's a legend. If if you miss out on that interview, I, I feel sorry for you because it, it really is probably will go down as one of the, the best interviews we'll ever do. The only two bald men to have ever played Australian Survivor on the one episode. So uh, that is uh, something to look out for. Uh, but thanks for sticking with us here and uh, tuning into our Australian Survivor All-Stars preview episode. Just to clarify, go over our uh, final two. Mine is a final two featuring Phoebe and Nick and Phoebe's winning. And Matt's is a final two of Tarzan and Jackie and Tarzan winning. So uh, let's replay this clip in about three months' time. My name is Ben. Thanks for tuning in. And Matt, thank you very much for your time. I should thank you as well. Yeah, Ben, it's been a pleasure. Always happy to uh, come on and talk uh, 
Modern Day Survivor on the Oz Network. Thanks for having me. And a final uh, reminder, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. You know the drill. And subscribe to us on all those relevant podcast channels. Thanks for tuning in to the Oz Network. We'll speak to you next time. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.